<laughs> and welcome to the latest 8-4 Play podcast, your only best remaining option for talk about Japan and games and Japanese games. I'm your host, Mark Gaming Jesus McDonald. With me are the original 8-4-some uh, um and Brendan is off to, off to the side working away. You might hear him right. clicking away. That's uh, <laughs> he just waved at you. Brendan Snowbunny Pritchard is Snow um, <laughs> working right. furiously before he leaves for another um, ski vacation, another brief weekend ski sojourn. So um, he might pipe in a little later um, when we start talking about Etrian Odyssey and some other things, but. To continue with the introductions, yes. Who do we have here um, this time? There's three of us. You know that voice. <laughs> <laughs> that voice, of course, is uh, JJ Boyardee Epperson. Uh-huh. Yes, I, I, on like, okay. There was a comment on Gaff like a couple weeks ago that some guy finds it funny that we are constantly surprised by the names you give us, <laughs> but I honestly have no idea where this is coming from. <laughs> Right. Well, um, you uh, you brought me that that um, ah Mabodofu. Mabodofu. Mix. Oh. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. This is JJ's special. Um, well, it's not really my special, but it is the brand that I love and trust and know. And it's like a premium mm-hmm. brand. Yes, it's like five dollars for this this mix. Yep, stuff that you put in with the tofu. Um, what is the um? What's that called in America? Like the Chinese? Is it? I think they use them? the Chinese pronunciation, which is ma ma tofu. tofu. Okay, right. but uh, it's like a semi-spicy Chinese dish. It's got a lot it's, of tofu in it. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. tofu, uh, cut tofu, um, uh, pork, uh, and uh, delicious tobanjan. And, tobanjan, yeah, and miso. And miso, yeah. But uh, spicy. That's right, Hiroko. You made you actually made your own before. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not that. This spending five dollars on the mix to me is like <laughs> one step further in that. I've always that's but, always been my dream until I found this brand and I was like, "There's no way I could make my own mabo tofu as good as this." So let's, I'm just going to do this. Let's have a mabo tofu. Um, yeah, mabo tofu off. Mabo tofu off. Yeah, mabo tofu off. Yeah, but that Um That of course is um, Hiroko Quasi Minamoto. Quasi. Um, yes. Quasi? Um, <laughs> to play on Quasimodo, see, Quasimodo, Quasimodo. Is, a, is a hunchback guy. <laughs> yeah. So okay. um, you're having like some shoulder difficulties, right. but um, but you're 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 in therapy now. And they're working yeah, it rehab. out for you in uh, rehab. I'm in rehab. Are they? Just... Do they like massage you? No, they don't. Actually, they don't touch me at all. Oh, really? Yeah. It's all done with like gamma <laughs> rays, yeah, like mind bullets, machines, basically. So that sucks. It, yeah, I, I was expecting a massage, but like, no, they they. Oh, do they put like the little like suction cups on your back yeah, and then yeah. electrocute you? and stuff yeah that uh, and really? then they warm me up with I've, this I've done that special before. beam but does it feel good at least well it feels good yeah. but leaves marks mach- oh it does <laughs> yeah just for, 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 for like a day yeah mm-hmm. well I, I haven't looked at your neck recently know, but <laughs> you can get a referral to a masseuse or something like that maybe insurance maybe you can cover oh it. that would be awesome that's how you do it yeah that's how Americans would be <laughs> really? doing it right now yeah you fish out a referral for like you know from the chiropractor. Right. Uh-huh. Oh, I need a massage. I got a note. I got to go to the I'm massage. Yeah. Exactly, man. During the day because it only works in the afternoon. <laughs> Big right. time. Well, also with his own uh, medical problems, that's um, John Shatterhand uh, Ricciardi. <laughs> Shatterhand. That's right. I was wondering what you're going to call me, like thumbs up or something or a green I was, thumb. I was going to do some kind of Iceman kind of play. Um, 
Well, like uh, like in the the Schwarzenegger and the really bad Batman, some of those kind of puns. Oh, right. Pull that shit out. <laughs> but uh, now that you got it cut open today, I figured the uh, the NES classic. Sure. Be a good, oh, uh, that's right. There were, that referral. was a Jellico game, right? Yeah, yeah man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, wow. so tell people what the hell that's all about. Uh, yeah, so I got apparently got an ingrown thumbnail. Um, this is the first time in my life, and uh, it's painful as hell. Well, it was painful as hell until <laughs> for the whole week. John has just been like randomly going, "Ow!" Yeah, Ow. every time I hit it because you you and don't also realize randomly had his thumb up. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. I'm like I'm like all thumbs up everywhere because right. thumb sitting in a glass of ice. Right. <laughs> Basically, they told me to keep it up as much as possible because to keep the blood from flowing into it, which would make it hurt more, you know. Ah. But um, so that's why I was thumbs up all week. But it's funny though because the the irony, well, slight irony, is that we had uh, uh, intern David uh, Biocat Cochran chisel out the ice from our <laughs> our refrigerator right. yesterday, so John could cool down his cup of ice, so he could treat his. Finger, and we ended up ruining the refrigerator in the right. process. Yeah. He punctured the pipe in the fridge. Yeah, right. Is it ruined, by the way? Is it it is. Where, yeah. The freezer's not working? Yeah. The whole refrigerator's I not think working? All the Freon leaked well, out. We should so. try the refrigerator. We probably are all just... going to turn green, too. Right. It was, like, that, that was a moment <laughs> yesterday where it was like, because we heard a... <laughs> and then, <laughs> Yeah. And we, none of us can see where the refrigerator is. But that was like a, what, I, what I call like an internet moment, because... In the past, <laughs> if the internet wasn't there, you have no idea what, like, yeah. is, is yeah, the gas seriously. going to kill us all? Uh-huh. Right. Could it explode? What's going to go on? But that's just like a very quick Google. Yes. Okay. Okay. No, we're okay. Yahoo. Right. Uh, Yahoo we're answers safe. save the day on that one. Right. right. Yeah. So you don't, you don't realize how much you need your thumb, though, until you can't use it. Like, you use your thumb for pretty much everything. So I couldn't <laughs> play, like, games. I had all these games I want to play this week. Couldn't play any of them. I got, um, even like, you know, Buttoning your jeans, forget it. Without your thumb, you got to do like Dude, these crazy, like. It's what separates us from most of the animals. <laughs> yeah, true, well, yeah. It's I the felt, thumb. Like, it, that felt like an animal. You've never week. seen a dog put its own pants on. <laughs> That's why they don't wear pants. That's the only reason. In Japan, they do. <laughs> the only though. reason. Well, in Japan, they, right. yeah. Yeah. In Japan, dogs dress better than, like, I do, half yeah. the people in right. So I got it I cut know. open today and they squeezed out America. all the gook and everything, and now I got a nice white little bandage on You should have recorded it with your iPhone. They didn't totally. let me see it. They like put it on. Like the way they oh. do it is like they they position it so that you can't see what's going on. Probably because people are gonna freak out. They have a well, tiny they, little screen. Sure as hell can like hear a it. Tiny little hospital. So did they? they <laughs> your thumb. Uh, just to further gross out our listeners, did they just like squeeze it like a pimple or? Uh, more or less. Yeah, they cut they cut like a slice along the side of the nail. Really, really minor. Like I was expecting uh-huh. it to be much more. They didn't give me a shot or anything either. So like I thought they were gonna do that first too. But, right. Um, and then they just like basically like it's like imagine squeezing a bruise. That's what it felt like. It was oh. really painful. But like they squeezed everything out, I guess. And they they sewed it back up, I guess. Well, they just wrapped it up. Then they put like ointment on it and stuff. And then oh. yeah. Did you scream? No, but I, I was. I mean, I was like basically like grunting the whole time. <laughs> At one point, he's like, "Here, you want to do it yourself?" And I was like, "Okay." So I could see like how much it's gonna hurt. And then I gave it back. I was like, "Go ahead, finish it." You I would totally like to do it myself. Scream just <laughs> like, ah! bloody murder. <laughs> just sat there screaming after he like you know just did this tiny cut with probably with a super sharp scalpel right yeah yeah. why it didn't hurt i thought he was pulling out a needle but actually it was just a knife it was like a really small thin sharp thing well in um non-medical news um if we could segue into that why don't we talk about video games Mm. um what are those video games um so a lot of people have been talking about nintendo video games um they had their Nintendo Direct. They announced these things like 
fucking 10 minutes before they're, <laughs> yeah. they go I live. The day, the day before, really. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, listen, I'm, I'm busy. Like, I'm not, <laughs> give me a couple days notice here. <laughs> like, I honestly didn't know until the day it was happening because I wasn't, you know, I was busy the earlier day, wasn't on the internet a lot. They're really not, like, giving you a lot of time. And it's yeah. prime time, too. It's 8 o'clock here, 8 p.m. Yeah. here in Japan. So it's yeah. not like, you know, if you have dinner plans or something, you're just going to miss it. So. Well, that was interesting. They moved the timing mm-hmm. from Japan. So there was a Japanese version of this Nintendo Direct Conference, the third one, like a streaming hour-long thing about just what's going on in right. Nintendo Land, just to give you some quick background. Last time, these were during the day before, right? And now they moved it to night in well, Japan. Well, the last one was at night. The they second were, one was at night. The first oh, was it? One was They've always the been okay. at night. I no, the first yeah. one was during the day. Really? Yeah. Because yeah. I covered it, and I remember it being pretty late. Well, the, and the one for America is just, it wasn't streamed. It was just the video was there yeah. in the morning. So yeah. it was like you could skip to the end if you wanted to. I see. But um, that's kind of a bummer because there's something fun about watching it. I mean, it's not quote unquote live, but I mean, watching it at the same time everyone else is because you can watch everyone's reactions to Twitter. <laughs> Honestly, Twitter at the same time. Yeah. I, I mean, I understand because it's kind of annoying to sit there when you don't care about a certain game and have to sit through it. But at the same time, like, yeah, using Twitter and Facebook, you're going to get a lot more play when people don't just skip to the end and see the last stories coming out. We'll talk right. about everything they talked about. But um, but anyway, um, yeah, so they had a, a, a Japanese and um, U.S. version. Um, and there was a Euro version as well, apparently. But There right. was a Euro version that was just the subtitled Japanese yeah, version. Nobody cares about Euro. So that's much. <laughs> we oh, that's cool. Uh, that's Many cool listeners I care, or I care. who are going to <laughs> message you. On, that's the fastest backpedal I've ever taken place yeah. on this. We'll send you his Twitter Euro. name later. Please, everybody. Follow me, yes. That's no, actually, I thought it was cool that they did that, that they actually subtitled it. I mean. Yeah, I, that it was, and it was up there so fast. <laughs> it was just mm, there. Yeah. So. Um, anyway, let's talk about the uh, last one first. Let's talk about the American conference first. Okay. Um, most of our listeners, that's where they live. Um, so Reggie kicked it off. Um, his uh, chin, he got some powder this time. <laughs> it looked I like on his I wanted chin. to ask about that. I didn't see yeah. the American one. I was wondering about that. He didn't have the gleam. No, so. not at all. Uh, maybe maybe it was actually there, but there was a special guy just holding a blocker <laughs> on the lights just for his chin. God knows Reggie was like, Make sure there's no glean on my chin. <laughs> I know. I want. Yeah. I want. I wish I was a fly on the wall for that conversation. Yeah. You know what happened somewhere, right? Yeah. Reggie just pointed to the like dead body in the corner of his <laughs> office and is like, and he, like "Do not disappoint chin. me, Admiral." Like, uh, um, so he came out, but actually he got he had shit to do. So he's like, "Hey guys, it's me. It's Reggie." Later, and then friend of the show, uh, Mr. Bill Trinan had his like. Um, his uh, late night talk show about <laughs> games. Yeah. Um, he did a little walk and talk. Uh, Bill Trinan, who's worked at Nintendo for forever. Um, you've probably seen him translating for uh, Miyamoto. Yes, we um, call him the white Miyamoto. <laughs> that's right. Some great, the great white Miyamoto. <laughs> um, so he was there and they, uh, they started off talking about the eShop games um, because, you know, they've had some good ones recently. Uh, Pushmo, um, the um the samurai right. uh game. Well, I'm totally uh, blanking on the name. Sakura Sakura Samurai. samurai yeah, and then um there that was, was made by uh, what's her face by the way. Uh, who's that company? Um, grounding. Yes, our friends oh, over there. Nipple. Yeah, G Rounding, Grounding, whatever. Rounding, yeah. Um, and then there was one other one that they were pretty proud of lately. Um, and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, you got a point. Actually, there have been a few mm. people, a few eShop games people have been talking about relative to. 
any Nintendo right. uh, downloadable titles previously, right? Right. I, I, you know, I was paying attention when they were on well, at least DSi because there was a lot of really good art style oh, games. You were yeah. paying attention. You JJ. and mm-hmm. probably not right. many others. Yeah. Right. But now, yeah, they a lot more people like people in the media are actually paying attention this time, which yeah. is yeah. they got a long way to go. I mean, I think Pushmo almost happened in spite of it did, Nintendo's right. efforts rather than because of them, but they're making they're making headway. So. They uh, they they kind of segued into Dylan's Rolling Western, um, which apparently uh, you can't really play very well if you're left-handed. Yes, which is why I haven't bought it. Yet. I've heard that a oh, couple really? of places yeah. actually. And um, I was planning to download that this weekend. Yeah, sadly, um, well, you're not left-handed. No, right. So it's not a problem for me. I'm, <laughs> I'm just um, saying. I, I and I was sad to hear that it doesn't. I don't think it supports the Frankenstick either, right. which seems to me like an easy fix for a lot of the left-handed mm. problems. But um, but so that's a. Kind of a simple, cartoony um, game from Vanpool and Nintendo. Um, 20 hours of gameplay. They were stressing that this is like a real game. Yeah. Well, Vanpool made that. They they wow. collaborated with Nintendo oh, nice. on it. Yeah. Okay. He mentioned that during the thing. And I was like, oh, that's what. Yeah. Because um, I had been guys. talking to Steven Totillo from Kotaku. And I had been talking about this game. Um, but um, I, and it, they, were, they were like, it's available now. And it's uh, did anybody? Nobody's played it here. Yet, I, like I was. My finger was on the button, and then I saw a gaff about the left-handed stuff. So I'm I'm waiting ah, okay. till I get my Kid Icarus stand. Yes. <laughs> well, we'll get into that Frankenstein. Um. So and then they got into the games, um, and there's a lot of overlap between the Japanese and the U.S. conference. And one of the big ones, I mean, the pretty much the biggest point of uh, both of them was probably Kid Icarus Uprising. Which um, is coming out um, on the 22nd or 23rd of March, depending on where you live. And so it's pretty much done. And um, on the U.S. side, they were talking with um, another friend of the show, John Yeckley, um, about the – he's the localization producer. Mm -hmm. But, you know, and just saying how much content it has and, and, you know, Sakurai is – the guy who's made Smash Brothers makes this is fucking crazy. And he packs all this stuff into it. Yeah, like actually from this – Nintendo Direct, my hype levels for this game went from eh, to I need this game today. From the Japanese one, yes. which actually had Sak- Sakurai himself yeah. right. in like crazy fucking <laughs> snake skin, <laughs> snake skin leather. Many, skins, many lizards shirts. died to yeah. make that outfit. <laughs> and there was multiple layers of Yes. Right. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. It was like lizard on lizard. Yeah. He, he doesn't age. I think the snakeskin gives him his power. <laughs> what is with that? Like, no. Even How old is he? He's got to be. He's, he's 42. 42. Yeah. Really? He yeah. does not look like dude. that at no, all. No, he looks like he's, he's like one of those guys who's 20s. Started making games when he was like 12. Yeah. Man. Dude, I mean, he's <laughs> like in a fune. He and Iwata were like old Hal chums, you know? It's like. Right. Iwata doesn't look young. How could you have worked on Kirby in like 1990 and be 42? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So he, he, he I think like, he entered the company yeah. really, really young. Wow. It's like 18. So anyway, uh, so what did you see? I didn't actually see the Japanese ones right when I started watching it, and I yeah skipped over the U.S. one because I just um, scrubbed through the video. But so what did you see? That so got you well, there were a couple things. Like one, the itemization in this game is very much like Diablo. Like. There's this kind of uh, like you know loot whoring aspect to it that really appeals to me. But how does that wait? How does that work? I don't understand. So you're throughout the game, you're just your equipment that you're you're getting weapons, more and more weapons, tons of weapons, right? And you can merge weapons, and those 
merges can give like weapons that didn't have an effect give you know they'll have this like paralyzation effect or whatever ah. like you know you can do all sorts of stuff with and, the weapons and you can street pass that stuff right, right. so did I, they announce that yes they yeah did. They're, okay. they're oh, i didn't want to say that because i didn't know if that was actually public yet or not <laughs> uh, um the, the you can get items from other people right and you can what you can either you, I mean, you can use them, obviously, but you can also take them apart to get hearts or something? Yeah, you can sell them to you get hearts. sell them, okay. Because they come kind of encased in, 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 in amber or some <laughs> crystal. Yeah, <laughs> it's very nice. And uh, you can sell them. But yeah, like just that aspect of it. And then actually seeing the multiplayer, because this was one aspect like I was like, really, do you need the multiplayer? Well, no, exactly. I'm so, I'm, I mean, I didn't see this, so I'm still that way. Convince me. But it's awesome. Why? <laughs> just looking at it, it is like a third-person shooter Smash Brothers. It's just zany, like over the top, and you know, fundamentally, it looks like a fun first person sh- or a third person shooter. Right. And then on, on top of that, you've got kind of like the zaniness of a uh, Smash Brothers, where you know, like people are flying off and like exploding, and just you know, mm-hmm. it's very How many very players? competent. It's they they have like a three on three. I think it's ma- max six players, mm. but there's like several modes. Or is whatever. it internet? It is internet play. You can play over the real internet, not local. That's I'm just standing next anywhere to you in the world. Yeah, it's anywhere not in the world. Territory. Yeah, just watching it, I was just like, "Wow, I actually really want to play this." Huh. And yeah, I'm super hyped. I cool. will say the gameplay. The thing that I heard about it was that the gameplay is actually way more in depth than you're used to for a handheld title. Mm. So it's not something that you pick up and you immediately get. Which is when we played it um, way back when right. before the 3ds even came out. Uh, we I, I couldn't get my head around the controls. Like yeah. I only played it for like five minutes, but there was so much right. to it that I, I could tell I wasn't used to it yet, and I wasn't sure if you'd be able to. What I'm hearing now is that uh, it it is an acquired taste. It does take time to get used to, but once you do, you're like fucking dashing forward, flicking around and shooting, you know, to right. 170 degrees immediately right behind you. You know, you, you have that instant control that you would have in a game like. Uh, well, for me, Quake, but probably mm. most people is like Call of Duty or Halo, where you really there's real depth to it, and you can get really good at doing it. Um, yeah, it's funny because in the Iwata ask asks that came out after uh, Nintendo Direct with Sakurai, uh, with Sakurai, they they talk about how like all of his games are kind of like you know at first not exactly what you're used to but as you get into them they're like kind of you know you find redeeming qualities Mm -hmm. like they they talked about kirby's air riot a lot which was like panned by everybody but you know i did play it for a little while and i i understood the game and i thought it was pretty good i think about it like it was some misunderstood well no this was the this was the one like of all of his games this was the one where like sakurai kind of realizes people didn't really get it Right. Yeah. So you know, there it, it was like the extreme example of what his games are like. He's, he, right. I thought it was interesting that of like this Iwata asks was just Sakurai. You know, they usually have like five people right. on the team or something. It's almost like he's the only guy they want. Like, or maybe he maybe he wants it that way. I don't know. But he's the only guy who comes out and talks about his game. Well, I mean, he's always been pretty out there, especially with like the last Smash Brothers game. You know, he right. was writing. All well, those he's one of those directors that. too, who's very much like, "This is my vision. This is my game." You which follow is, him, which is good. You follow him on Twitter, Hiroko. Yeah, I do. Yeah. What's what's he like? What's he like on Twitter? What's he normally talking about? Or? He. Talks about his cat a lot. Yeah, that's right. He's super into his cat. He plus, yeah. the, his cat he, is really adorable. Super cute. Yeah. yeah, and he talks about his cat a lot. Um, Does it seem like he's working a lot? 
Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Mm. And there was one time that he seemed pretty like sick and tired because you know he has been crunching for a long time. Mm. Yes. It. He looks like a busy guy. I've heard that they go real intense. Yeah. He's definitely one of the Japanese. people in general that I can follow without it being annoying because a a lot of Japanese people and not Hiroko obviously Hiroko almost never (laughs) tweets can be obsessive about their tweets and tweet way too much sure not gonna name any names he tweets pretty often but maybe like two times two times a day at the most he's got nothing on like say Kamiya or something well I was gonna say Kamiya (laughs) that's exactly who I was talking about yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) Um, but no like during the Nintendo Direct thing Anyway, he was going nuts. But, oh, I mean, really? It makes sense. He <laughs> yeah, was right, right. So, um, he and he actually replies to you if you tweet to him. Aww. he's replied to Aww. me twice. Wow, yeah. <laughs> good for you. That's super. Um, I'm so, so happy. <laughs> anything else about Kid Icarus? So th- they brought out the stand, right? Um, he did. And he was playing. Did they talk about it? Um, they, you know, they just briefly mentioned it and he was like, this is how you play it. Oh, it looks so fun. And it's very small. Yeah. He sort of played with the demo unit, which wasn't even turned on. He was just showing how it's like held or whatever. And yeah. How you did he pull it. it out of his pocket and be like, look, I'm just he, on the train. He did, show, look. he did show that you can fold it down so that it's basically the same size as the 3DS. Just it makes your 3DS a little thicker when it's folded up. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but it only goes down to the size of the 3DS. Well, no, no, no. no, no, no. With, 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 wise, it <laughs> is very thin with, with, Withwise, withwise, yes, it is very thin, right? Uh-huh. Compared to the 3ds, right. it's very thin, uh, f- folded, up. folded up. Yes, it's but like as if you added one of those like th- third-party battery packs to your 3ds or something. It right. just makes it when it's closed, which I would shell. never ever I know, do. I know. Ever. But it's like it just gets a little taller. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. So I'm but, just explaining it. I'm not defending it. I don't well, like uh, so it. That's what I'm curious about. So did seeing it convince you one way or the other or JJ was convinced the moment they announced it right yeah, so right. I like, didn't think we should ask JJ yeah, I didn't, I, no I, I, it, it didn't change my uh, my opinion okay. excitement your so, frothing demand <laughs> yes did not, it's, it's free so you know well it's, so? Fr- it's free so I, I mean that's fine I, I will try it once but I think probably like Frankenstein I'm gonna want to just play the system by itself you know we shall see yes <laughs> um, so yeah Kid Icarus um, that's their big one yeah, that was the big that was the big tentpole uh, of this Nintendo Direct. Then they you know talked about Mario Tennis Open um, in the U.S., which looks you know it looks good, looks good, looks like Mario Tennis. Got a lot back. So, always solid. I'm so tired of Mario sports games. You're not into it. I just uh, first game eight four worked on was Mario Tennis Advance. Yeah, so yeah. shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> shut your dirty mouth. Um, Xenoblade Chronicles again. That's going to be out uh, April sixth. A little reminder. Yes. And then they, um, you know, Reggie teased it at the beginning, but then um, they saved it at the end. Uh, the last story is going to be published by Xseed in America, that and is awesome. um, it's going to be released this year. Yeah. And, oh, and is that all they, they said, said is this year? Uh, that's all I got written. Ooh, I hope it's. I hope they, it's very soon. But yeah, yeah, because well, it comes <laughs> out. Considering the European version comes out like next the today, right. actually, or something oh. like that. Yeah, it's like very soon. Well, that's. I'm really curious to see because like um, only three people I know in Japan actually played that game, and two of them hated it, and I liked it. 
So I want to hear like what all these other people who are finally getting to play it think. I do too. I also want to hear how the localization is. I'm yeah. guessing they're doing the same thing. We were talking about this as Xenoblade Chronicles where they're right. just going to keep the uh, European localization, which I'm guessing has you know British voices yeah. and, mm-hmm. and some of that stuff. But, but what can you do? I'd rather have the game than not have it. What's wrong with British voices? A million times better. Yeah, Does know. it fit that Fucking world? Americans. <laughs> What was that? There you go. <laughs> that was my like, you know, country British angry chunk guy. Yeah, I've been watching too much Downton Abbey. I think. <laughs> Why don't you tell us in your British voice if it if, does does British fit fit the world of the last story from what you played? Well, it's a fantasy world. I don't think it doesn't fit. Because, you know. It doesn't fit? He said he doesn't think it doesn't fit. Excuse me. (laughs) Fantasy was born in England. Right? Okay. So it does fit. J.R.R. Tolkien was the originator of the fantasy we know today. Right. And (laughs) I feel like all fantasy should be written and read and spoken in its original mother tongue. Okay, so but seriously, are you you saying that it it does, it would fit? Sure, I mean, why not? Why would American fit any better? Yeah, that's just one of them wondering. Okay. okay. Um, I can't wait to play it. Congratulations to Exceed for getting so, that. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, yeah. So, this is new territory, right? Uh, sort of. You know, I don't know. I do want to find out what the deal was, like how that came to be. But, I mean, keep in mind, they published Salato Robo in English, too, which was published, I mean, in American. <laughs> which was in America, which was published in Europe by Nintendo as well. So I mean, probably, well, but in a Japan, but it wasn't an that wasn't a Nintendo game. This is a Nintendo right. game, right? But my, what I'm saying is though is they've already had this relationship with Nintendo Europe, so I'm guessing maybe I this see. stemmed off of there somehow. Mm-hmm. Possibly, what was Salato Robo? That's the uh, little furry uh, 3DS game with the um furry from uh, Cyber Brent, Yeah, over seriously, there is, it's like everybody's a dog or a cat or whatever. Right, it's okay. a fun game with too much dialogue, but um. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, then let's go into the the Japanese version of Nintendo Direct. So this was Iwata, of course. This time, um, he not uh, he's out of the gymnasium. He was in a, like a sound studio. <laughs> I um, like how they show him like practicing his lines before it started. Did they? He yeah. was like in the sound booth, kind of walking around, like, and then he's like, "Oh, hello! <laughs> I didn't see you there." <laughs> right. No. That Welcome awesome. to Nintendo Direct. Um, so he started off announcing this We Know Ma service uh, is ending April right. 30th. What Do you know what that is? So there it's this really terrible video service. That you Nintendo- know what? You say it's terrible, but um, I talked with my friend yesterday. Yeah. And he was like, I bought I bought the Wii finally, and We Know Ma is my favorite thing. Really? really? Yeah. Like, so I was like... Maybe it's, it's better now. Because <laughs> when, I, when I, I, I downloaded it the day it came out, and it was like videos of cheetahs. But... <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with cheetahs, man? It's like, I, like you know, you, you like them. YouTube videos is what it was, and then like your best to... cheetah voice. Eventually, they had like a video <laughs> rental service for it, and it was like all the movies and TV shows you never wanted to see. Yeah, I, w- I would guess they would be like Franken, like the original Mary Shelley's Frankenstein yeah. <laughs> yeah, from like nineteen like thirties yeah. and that kind of shit. Yeah, well, my friend has two kids, so mm-hmm. maybe you know mm. they, he's able to um, watch. Uh, programs that are good for his kids. Yeah, there were there so. were some cartoons for young mm-hmm. youngsters. They're happy to sit and stare at cheetahs for right. like <laughs> ten minutes. Yeah, probably. Right. It's probably really appealing to people who don't really know or understand like 
YouTube Television. that well. You know the what I mean? They're like to them, it's like, yeah, basically, it's like it's sort of really, yeah. It gives them sort of a really easy access point to stuff that you know any of us could find any you know. Yeah, so. so then they went into a big long thing about Kid Icarus, um, really in depth. Um, one other thing actually that that, that mentions here in these notes um, that we got off of, I think these are from NeoGaf. Yes, oh, so uh, Mr. You. Cheesemeister. Thank you very much, Mr. Cheesemeister. Um, that they mentions here that we didn't talk about is this like seriousness level type thing where you oh yeah this is it. really cool it's like kind of like a a difficulty level that you can set on your own um in the iwata asks they talk about uh asks is a really asks. hard word to say asks do it in new york style iwata asks iwata asks so in this uh iwata asks that they did yesterday um uh sorry what was i saying yes they were talking about uh <laughs> see you can do yeah i can tell you can either do the voice or you can know what you're talking right. about right. but you can't do them exactly. both yeah <laughs> yeah it's once the voice comes in it's like what's going on you gotta practice on that <laughs> yeah people like your voices i right. like your voices oh thank you um i like the different random skyrim characters <laughs> i like to feel like i'm role-playing skyrim <laughs> while we while we podcast but I need you to be talking sure. about what you're actually doing. I need you to make sense. Jamie. I'll work on that. Um, so they talk about risk and reward a lot because apparently that was a, a concept that um, uh, uh, Sakurai introduced at HAL like 20 years ago. And apparently Iwata was like, oh, that was a really important moment for me and whatever. No one so, had ever thought of risk or reward before Sakurai. <laughs> I guess that, well, that's you why know, Kirby's like so 20, easy. 20 years ago, people probably weren't really thinking like, too much. Wait a second. What if you could die in the game? Oh my God. Oh, shit. Well, no, well, that's not exactly dying. I, I, we're just kidding. Go right. ahead. So anyways, <laughs> so what this system does is like you can basically bet hearts uh, ah. to get better rewards. And when you bet hearts, you're basically you're increasing the difficulty for as many hearts as you put up. Interesting. Okay. And so like you get well and actually you can you can increase it or decrease it. Right. And so you both, can make it both, easier. Yeah, both but, ways cost hearts. And when you say reward, it's just what the the drops that the enemies the weapon the weapons that you get will be stronger. Okay. Or weaker or whatever. That's a really cool idea. So yeah, hearts and, are like the currency in the game yes. basically. Okay. And so like you'll start like you can turn it up to 9 is the highest. And you can start playing it, and you see the video shows you how hard it gets, and it looks pretty fucking difficult. So you can play on that difficulty level until you die, and then like the uh, it's like a pot full of hearts, and when you die, it'll kind of tip over, mm. and it'll bring your your they're calling it the honky do the your your seriousness level or whatever right. will go down. So like in order to just keep it at that level, you have to keep doing well. And Interesting. Man, yeah. hardcore players are going to love that. that I know. It, it like, sounds yeah. so cool. Like, you know, I'm not a big fan of difficulty levels. I'm I'm the kind of person who plays on normal. I think the game should be like I'm they talk about how like there's the Miyamoto side who thinks difficulty should be decided by the director. And then Sakurai thinks that, you know, people should be able to change it at will. I'm the kind of guy that thinks that like interesting a game debate, though. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I, I'm the kind of guy that thinks that the game should be made, you know, as it is and people should play it as it is. But this kind of thing is also pretty cool because it also kind of it changes how you play the game. Right. It's not it's not just like I want a harder experience. It's like, you know, I want cooler stuff. So. What's well, giving you a reason beyond like normally it would just be like achievements, right? Yeah. Is the, right. Os- ostensibly, I mean some people just like challenge, but yeah. like the reward that you're getting that everybody can see or that's you know that's concrete is an achievement that you finish something on difficult. Right. But this is actually like the game is yeah. rewarding you in the game yes. for playing a little more difficult, which I think is interesting and probably will get people 
more people to experience the depth, the only kind of depth you get with repeat play and yeah. harder difficulty than normally would. And it, you know, it's uh, it's it's kind of like how in Diablo, you know, when you get to nightmare level, things are better and whatever. But it lets you do that kind of at any point and at will, which is really cool. Man, I can't wait to play that game. We gotta fly and get that one because we can get that probably yeah. two days before the rest of the world. I, w- I so. want it. I want. <laughs> I want it so bad. So, um, moving on, um. Well, let's see. Street Pass is supported. Six AR cards. You're not, not going to tell me you're excited about this. That I don't care about. Whole thing. Okay. But isn't there some like trading aspect or something, or like you're going to be able to get cards through other ways? Probably. You can get you can get cards by buying Kid Icarus chocolate. Are you serious? <laughs> they serious. have Kid Icarus chocolate. They will have Kid Icarus chocolate. Will really? They wow. Will have the AR cards. Can't see, but I'm just shaking my head. <laughs> we'll, ta- we'll taste it on air. I mean, we'll try it know, out. Yeah. It's it's another bell or whistle as long as it's tossed in and it's not sliding anything else. I mean, I already don't expect this game to have multiplayer. So like this freaking whole AR card thing on yeah. top of that too is just like wow. Like it it, it seems like a very dense game. To it, yeah. Um. So Fire Emblem Woo-hoo. Awakening. April nineteenth in Japan. Mm, that looks so good. And I mean, yeah. Didn't did you was it you was telling me in the European subtitle version of this of the Nintendo Direct the they confirmed that it's coming to Europe in twenty twelve. Okay. Yes, which is awesome. Very very cool. You um, know, I like that this looks a lot better than the GameCube version. It does. They got a better. They got well. I shouldn't say better. They got a different character designer. And um, wait, did you say GameCube version? Yeah. The GameCube version was pretty good, I think. But, like, I, the GameCube the version, version? I thought you meant the DS version. No, no, no. I think it's Game... Well, it's GameCube, GameCube and then and Wii, Wii are, like, the same one. Yeah. I was going to yeah. say, it might as well be the same. The GameCube the, one was great, though. That game but, like, so every, gameplay-wise, but aesthetically... Yeah, you didn't like, like it? It looked well, no, very dead was, and lifeless. It just, it just... It looked like an... It didn't look... It looked like lazy. Hmm. It looked like lazy. I think the DS ones looked lazy. Like, I thought the GameCube one was fine. Yes. The DS one was... I mean, I'm not saying it was great, but the GameCube one didn't offend me. Like, the DS ones felt like a step back from the GBA ones, which actually, like, had some stylized graphics and right. stuff. But Except for the one, one that we worked on. We worked on the DS amazing. one, which unfortunately didn't look that good. But yeah, but it was way. a great game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I think... I think The localization made it look better. Yeah, I think exactly. That's very true. I, I agree. Yeah. 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 But I, I feel like... I feel like it's finally like visually come back like come up to the standards of the old like yeah even Super Nintendo and, and they're GBA. obviously looking at this one like I, I almost feel like the developers are taking this one more seriously it's not a remake the last two were remakes this Thank is God. a new one they even like the, the logo is different and like it, you, you can almost tell like they're setting the tone for the game with this like sort of fancy more mature looking logo it's got like English text under it that was like written well it's so like they're thinking about it seriously yeah. gameplay wise what were they showing that was uh, new or exciting or what did you guys see? Isn't the big thing this time that you can have like team? I, I had to, to be honest, like watching this whole event while I was working, so like I was only half paying attention. Right. But like, um, didn't they? Don't they have like two people attacks now? Like, yeah, team partner attacks, attacks, partner attacks, attacks, whatever. Yeah, the thing that um, the other thing too that they made a big deal of at the conference is that there's DLC. Oh, so right. They're going to have like downloadable missions and uh, new maps and episodes via DLC right. free from April nineteenth Which- launch day to the end of May. Right, six weeks or so, you'll be able to get it free the first. I batch. think that's awesome. No, that they, is awesome. That's how should, you should do DLC, yes. man. Like that's so I interesting. I bought the game. Yeah, I should get that for free. It's interesting because it's like the, it's like inverted. It's like how right. it works in America flipped. So it's right. like, a you're getting it immediately. B you're not paying for it in America. You pay for it. I mean, not in America, but 
anywhere else, even in Japan before, you don't get it immediately, but it's your reason to not sell the game back used. Right. Because later on, you're going to be have the chance to pay for it. Right. Mm-hmm. It's I mean, kind of weird. I it's, wonder... Well, mm. It's basically, I think it's pushing people. I mean, Nintendo does a lot of things with Club Nintendo points and stuff to buy the game immediately. Right. And at full price. And at full price. And this is kind of doing that. It's kind of putting their chips all on... Everybody that wants it, buy. Here's a lot more extra reasons to buy it immediately, sure. rather than wait and buy it used. But it's going about it like in a whole different well, way. This isn't the first. This isn't the first game to have DLC. I mean, the uh, Theater Rhythm has it, and a couple other things have it. But like, this is probably their fir- their first first party like major release to have it. So maybe they're just trying to basically familiarize you know Japanese Nintendo fans with the concept of DLC. You know what I mean? Like by giving it away. I mean, they just want people to see because this is going to become a major. You know, probably a major source of income for them going forward. Now that they're joining the rest of the world with DLC, mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it's interesting. I'm not sure, yeah, how well, sort of how they're thinking as well. I mean, they've had so they've had like unlockable things like the latent uh, puzzles, right? right. Mm-hmm. They had which were. I don't even know if you were actually downloading those. You weren't. Just you could, you could actually use like a game genie to unlock all of them. Right. Yeah, because like you're not you're not downloading them on Monster Hunter. Monster right. Hunter has tons of quests, but they're all like I mean they download like immediately or like uh, yeah I think they're on. The <laughs> Dragon <laughs> Quest was the same way. Right. 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 Mm-hmm. So, but I, I just just in terms of the well, yeah. I mean, I, I I'm very interested to see where that goes. Mm. Um, I can't wait to play that game. God. Pokemon versus Nobunaga's ambition. What the fuck um, is I this still game? can't <laughs> believe exists. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm curious about this too though, man. I mean, I'm Pokemon. Off. Curious to play it? Yeah, yeah. I want to who wouldn't be? It's like Pokemon and Nobunaga. Me. It's like the two most like it's not not, not curious right here. <laughs> <laughs> Pokemon and Nobunaga not laying curious. waste to all the Christians and I burning just, them alive. What? what? That was what Nobunaga like you know, he stopped, he quelled the Christian virus from spreading in Japan. Right. But yeah. all I know about Pokemon? Nobunaga is what I learned in Onimusha. <laughs> right. Basically. Well, what I'm saying is like, Nobunaga is sure not exactly the, the purest oh, right. figure to be pairing up with it just, <laughs> Pokemon. To me, it just seems like so, such a fucking odd, out of nowhere combination. Yeah. I'm going to try it. <laughs> I'm not a huge fan anymore of, of either of those games, but uh, if I saw something. You were a fan of Nobunaga's admission? No, I, I meant no, he was not. a fan of Pokemon, though. Yeah. <laughs> I see. Um, Hiroko and I met well, the director of Pokemon last week, by the way. How hardcore is that? Like, oh, right. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Yes, How was I, that? I talked to him about Pulse Man. I pulled, up, I pulled out the nerd card, and I was like, you worked on Pulse Man, didn't you? Blah, 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 Did you blah, tell blah, him blah. that, uh, that um, Bulbasaur evolves way too early <laughs> and that his, um, you know, <laughs> you should have a water-based attack to to make up for Hiroko did tell him that you wrote a Pokemon book. I did. Oh, nice! <laughs> I stopped her short of mentioning that it's unofficial. It's yeah. like, hey, man! Hey, they, they, at that time, this is back before there was this in the Wild West. Anybody right. knew what Pokemon was? Yeah, yeah he was so. smiling. Yeah, yeah, he was yeah. like, oh, that's cool. Like, so he was, back to my Twitter. He was nice. The guy, he was super he was nice. Super yeah, must nice. be like a zillionaire. I told, yeah, I told him, be. like, I was like, you. I told Hiroko this, and then later, since I'd probably had a few drinks, I told him too. I was like, oh, you told you? I did. I was like, you know. You realize you've like your influence from like making these games has like spread worldwide. Like, doesn't that make you feel weird or whatever? But I was just like, oh, it's got it. I was like, good job. <laughs> I thought you were about to say, like, did you know you're like a fucking zillionaire? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought you were. Yeah, Wait, I this is not, uh, what's his last name? This Shokan. is Junichi Masada. Huh? Okay. Junichi Masada, yeah. He made the music for all, he's the guy who did all the awesome paddle themes in the first Pokemon and everything. Yeah. And then he moved up to director, like, I don't know, three games in or something. Cool. Yeah. He's one of the founders of Game Freak. We were in the same room with him and 
Yuji Hori. Yeah, I got to go. I got to go fan out <laughs> to Yuji Hori yeah. too. We got yeah. to, How did you dragon... get to fan out to Yuji Hori? <laughs> My <is>? other hero <laughs> insisted. So Hip Tanaka was there with us, and he basically like wanted to introduce himself to Yuji Hori. So and he's <laughs> no, like, "Come no, on." No. Well, he did that to introduce you. I know, I know, but he yeah, he basically like dragged us over there and like for people who don't know who Yuji Hori is or Hip Tanaka. Yuji Hori is the creator of Dragon Quest. Yuji Hori also Japan. looks like a bad guy out of a like 1970s kung like fu Yakuza movie. movie or something. <laughs> yeah, really? He does. He's awesome. I have to say. Oh, wait, you know, I think well, just from your description. Wait, does he wear glasses? Yeah. He wears like dark shades. Yes. Glasses. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. I know. With a shirt. Yeah, yeah. Now, I know. Shirt. Just from your description, yeah. I'm like, oh, that. Okay, that's the guy. <laughs> yeah. Google him. Um. I got to tell him that. Yeah, Hiroko told him that we worked on Dragon Quest Six, and he was really happy about that. I told him like how you know Dragon Quest like is one of the things that got me out to Japan and blah blah blah. He was super nice, but uh, yeah, both of them stopped. were nice, and I sent the email at the next day, and both of them wrote back mm. with you know very nice stuff. I stopped short of asking for a beta invite, though. I really wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> that would just yeah. be bad no, poor form. No, no, no. <laughs> Sign your chest or anything. <laughs> right. No, but he, no. he looked at our website. Very nice. Wow. We should we should, we should put that on the website. Looked yeah. at by you. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah. Um, anyway, so sorry for that aside. Nintendo Direct. Back to Nintendo Direct Land. Actually, I I didn't mention Spirit Camera is coming out in America on oh. Friday, April thirteenth. Is that the zero? Uh, game? Yes, it is. Uh, what's that called? Fatal Frame. Fatal Frame. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It comes with a book that does AR stuff. Yeah. Wait, it's coming out in the U.S. Yep. Wow. Yes. From who? Spirit Camera. From uh, Nintendo? From Nintendo? I believe so, yeah. Wow. It's a Nintendo game. Um, and then rounding out in Japan, um, they did a lot of Kingdom Hearts 3D crap. Um, Dream Drop <laughs> Distance. They showed the in Famitsu, we saw that the Neutron is in it. Yeah. Uh, maybe that's not even news to people, but I saw um, it. I was like, oh, wow. That's the grid. interesting. Um, they look good. They look like they looked in the movie. Yeah. Dragon Quest Monsters, Terry's Wonderland 3D remake of the original Dragon Quest Monsters. Which still looks like a DS ago. game. It looks good, though. It's got ah. nice animation, oh. I would say. But I hear okay. two different things. It looks, still looks like a DS game, Dude, like, and looking, it looks good. Looking at the screenshots, it's barren. They showed movies of it. I mean, yeah, I don't, you know. The last game looked pretty good for a DS game. This looks like a little better. JJ, your uh, beloved Denpaningen RPG. Oh, yeah. That's they, cool. Oh, right. A lot of people saw that for the first time. Which um, is weird because it came out a couple I know. months ago. Yeah, but, you know, it's a tree falling in the woods and all that. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, Coldcept 3D. Yes, June. Oh. June 28th. That um, game is awesome. Yeah. Local <laughs> and Wi-Fi play. Um, and also in that sort of similar vein, Itrian Odyssey 4. Yeah. Um I can't wait to play it and then not finish it. Yeah, that's just, that's what happened to me with the first three. <laughs> I think I I bought them all and then never finished any of them. So what what system were the previous ones for? This is like a hardcore okay, dungeon RPG series. Mm -hmm. It's basically um, like a modern colorful wizardry mm. with uh, you know, slightly more playable obviously. Yeah. Um, one of the few games that is harder than the Dark Soul Demon Soul series. It does say uh Joining normal, uh, joining standard difficulty, you can actually select a casual mode now, and what? you can change the difficulty at any point during play. Oh, nice. maybe I'll finish this one. I'm gonna play <laughs> it. I love. I mean, I think that game, that series, has such style and like you know, yeah, artistic, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like it just looks really good. That's coming out July 5th here in Japan. Um, do those have those ever come out in America? All of them yes. have. Yeah, Atlas puts them all out. Cool. Um, and then finally, a few interesting things. Um. 
one Game Gear games are coming to the Virtual Console. I yes. actually, I don't know if that's interesting. Or I not. can't wait for Surf Ninjas. <laughs> you know, they got so they got M two, the guys who do all the really amazing, you know, Virtual Console um, EMU ports or whatever, and they actually made up a new interface for the Game Gear games. On so like it, you can like you're looking at a Game Gear on the screen. You could change the color and like change all those settings and everything. Like, right. Uh, but it's yeah. still Game Gear games. Though, I know. So. I said, yeah, like, and I still, I don't know if I'm going to buy it. I think Sonic, one of them. Sonic Drift is coming out. Uh, Columns, big deal. But uh, Dark Crystal, which is a kind of a little roguelike, little uh, Sheer and the Wanderer action type yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. I just yeah. can't wait to reenact my favorite scenes from Surf Ninjas. <laughs> <laughs> um, then a couple, uh, the, what I thought the, the most interesting announcements. Um, one is that Capcom, Sega, and Bandai Namco are all collaborating. Uh, Super Robot Wars, I'm calling for it for a game by Ban Presto. Yeah, <laughs> Robot Wars would make sense, Ban Presto, but why have you mean with all their characters? So it would yeah, be what? some sort of like you know SRPG with like all characters from those three. So kind of like Capcom versus SNK, or not? Uh, um. With the um, what was the Namco versus what the. Fuck was the yeah, one that Nam- was Nam- strategy versus RPG Capcom? Capcom. Right? There you yeah. go. <laughs> Namco X Capcom. Well, well, maybe it's more like they're taking. Maybe they're taking like all the mech characters from those companies, like right. Virtual on Gundam, and then uh, what was it, mm. Cyber or something. I want Tales of mm. Streets of Breath of Fire. I really would like like Tekken versus Street Fighter versus Virtual Fighter, but that's not that'll right. never happen. That's probably not what that is. Yeah. What if it's let's see, Monster Hunter? That's another thing. Someone said, oh, maybe it'll be Monster Hunter, God Eater, and like Fantasy Star Portable, and it's like, yeah, but Monster Hunter is like a, a level above the others. Well, it Gundam, is. Gundam would be huge. Mm. Monster Hunter would be huge. What does Sega have to offer though? Is that that Virtual level? On? I don't know. Uh, yeah, Virtual On? Well, yeah. you're talking about mechs, right? No, 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 no. I'm talking about like oh, just in general in terms of major humongous. Yeah. Yakuza, Yakuza maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, hmm. <laughs> Alex Kidd. We should just Sonic. Like, Sonic. I was gonna oh, say. There you go. Yeah. He's we been should, whored out to death we already. Put, yeah, we should just put all their big properties in like a, a machine and ra- make some randomizer that puts out, you know, like yeah. um, Rival Schools, um, Golden Axe, and Ace Combat. It wasn't just, you know, it just like mixes up like, oh, what, like, what's yeah, this be? Actually, right you know, right now the website for this thing is three buttons that have like the logos for the company. But like it yeah. almost looks like a slot machine. So like, I wish you could machine. do that. Yeah, that would be mm-hmm. awesome. Um, but it did have the Band Presto logo, right? That wasn't just me. Yeah, yeah. Like up in Presto. the top right corner, though. Yeah, like, see, the, that sullies everything for me. If that wasn't there, I'd be way more excited about this. But mm. Band Presto, like all they do is crap. Oh, so. maybe they're doing like the toy angle of it or something. Right. Yeah, um, maybe. So then, um, finally, I think this is the last thing. Was the um, the Doctor uh, Kawashima? Oh right, he of uh, uh, Brain Age fame. Yeah. in the past, which was big everywhere, but was really big here in Japan. I think we talked about it on mm. the show here before. Wasn't um, wasn't that like all later debunked though? Like what, the whole the, brain brain training thing. It was the, all just like a yes. Actually, it was that it made you... That, that was brain training, right? Right. Though, that was not brain age. Brain Wait, training, brain is, training brain age. is brain age. Oh. I thought they were two different things. The other one... There was another What's brain the other one? something. There was like a sort of brain age for idiots, like a really simple one. Not idiots, but it was like a really well, simple one. there was the eye one. Uh, I don't remember. But that was a different Let me guy. get my grandmother on the phone. Really? I really thought brain training was different from brain age. No. no. Brain no. training is brain age. Um... But uh, yeah, but that was debunked that it would that actually made your like 
cognition, improved your cognition yeah. um, through scientific studies or whatever. So I'm a little worried about, well, I'm not worried. I'm just, you know, I find it dubious that they would make. It was still fun, though. Why? No, I'm I'm interested. So this is not a sequel. It's like a new kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, for the for the 3ds, did they? S- it is for the 3ds. Okay, release date TBA. Um, this one focuses on concentration and working memory. Yeah. Um, but I think it's interesting because Iwata had talked before about like you know we are working on these games that are aimed at a more like wide audience and. Um, I'm wondering it I mean I hope that there's I assume that there's more to it than just this um because even though this is new and I'm interested really interested to see what they do um I mean it does seem like it's definitely something that they've territory they've explored before right it seems like download material too doesn't it I don't know if we really need another packaged like brain training game like I yeah I don't know I guess it depends really what they what they do with it um, maybe in America but I think in Japan it's got to be a package thing why? For it to be a big seller like they would want it to be. Well, yeah, I guess that's true. I wonder how it would use the, um, or if it would use the uh, the 3D from the 3DS um, as well. Yeah. Maybe it could train me to see 3D. Any, anywho, I'm a little disappointed, though. No Animal Crossing, no... Uh, Did you expect- Not much anything. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I think it's kind of time for Animal Crossing. Well, you know they're working on it. I, I know, they, and they've actually... It was a couple of months ago they released new info about it. They had like a little Nico Nico show or something where they had the developers have like a round table and talk about what's new in it. But like nothing about when the game's coming out. Well, there's that. There's Pikmin 3 also wasn't there. Right. But, but I think that's going to be Wii U and I don't think that's mm. going to be until E3. Right? What do you guys think about the timing of this thing? Like a lot of people were, you know, the Vita is coming out in America and it was announced. This, the whole Nintendo Direct was uh, out announced the day before i mean obviously they've been working on it before that but mm. yeah i don't think it was enough to really i mean i guess if they're going to do it at all in this two-week period that made the most sense but i don't think people are really it was enough big announcements to really like right get anybody uninterested in vita the best thing that came out of this this conference oh swap note stationary oh right we oh got, yeah like a bunch of swap that. notes that night from like people so i got uh in japan we got more apparently so kotaku posted this picture of like a swap note that people in the U.S. got from Aonuma, and it's like a, a special Zelda stationery, you know. Background. I, I, I got that in Japanese. Yeah, I did too. But I mean, this is how I even found out that they had like special ones. And then like, um, also like Reggie had sent out a Nintendo Direct invite that day that, in Japan. That uh, not Reggie Iwata, that had like a nice, a cool mm-hmm. like Super Mario background. And um, basically, you know, it, it was like a it was the the swap note background. And I guess when you receive these swap notes and you um, put them on your 3DS, they automatically save, and then you can use them with other people. Right. So we got that one, and then uh, America got one from Reggie, too, but it was crap. It was just, like, this, like, two-tone, like, boring <laughs> thing. But um, but then, like, the Monster Hunter guy sent one out, and yes. then, like, uh, the Game Center CX, Arino, sent one out, and that uh, one was really cool. That's mm-hmm. what you were tweeting about. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, there was another one, too, wasn't So you there? get these backgrounds, and you can trade, send them to people. Yeah. You can trade them. You, you can, can use, use them, them there, and if you get, if you receive one, then it automatically saves to your mm-hmm. thing, too. So there was this sort of cross, you know, a lot of people wanted the Japan ones, because nobody got the Monster Hunter or the Game right. Center, so, like, I was trading with people. It's pretty cool. You love that stuff. It's <laughs> a really cool use of this sort of uh i guess spot pass whatever right basically like, it's it, it came to people who played those games 
So like if you never played oh, Monster Hunter, but you I never. There is no it. Game Center game to play. So what you know that one was probably to everybody. But like hmm. I doubt the Monster Hunter one was for people who didn't know Monster Hunter. Thanks yeah, for playing maybe. my not my game. It but. is a cool, hmm. almost like Twitter like method though for the creators to be able to talk to the people who are playing their hmm. game, right? If they want to use it, it's it's definitely I think an effective way of community managing. Just and like, the Aonuma one basically confirmed that they're making a new Zelda. Not like that right. hasn't been really confirmed before, but like yeah, in Japanese so, and English, you know it's. It's funny because the English one I saw first, yeah. and, and everybody on Gaff was talking about how they capitalized the N in new. Mm-hmm. So people were like, "Oh, is it like a like a new Super Mario style new uh, Zelda sort uh, of?" Uh, uh, but then I saw the Japanese one, and it just said "Atarashi" the new uh, kanji for new. Yeah, he like, just yeah. said like Kito, like they're just they're really it's happening. That's right. So, so thing. one thing back to the the, the Doctor uh, Kawashima thing. I'm curious, Hiroko, like mm. what you think about like if 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 something like that. You think it would be popular again, or do you think it would be like okay, that was a fad? Yeah. Now it that time has kind of passed, or I don't know. Like if it's only a news um, game, yeah. then I think it might be popular again. Mm-hmm. But I don't think people will go out to buy a new system to buy another uh, Notore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't think it, they can repeat what happened with the DS? I don't think so because yeah, yeah the audience that bought um, the first uh, DS with that game is not the kind of people would, that would be going out for new, like, similar-looking hardware, but just an upgraded version. Right, right. right. Yeah, so. Well, it's not just going to be uh, an upgraded version. It's, like, a totally different thing, right? Well, I mean, it's focusing on, you know, whatever, concentration, short-term memory, but that's not totally... I mean, some yeah, of the... That's, that, we don't know how exactly it's going to work yet, so we sure. should say that, but... Right. It's related, right? And even you see the floating head. Yeah. Is all they've really shown of it. But now he's got horns. That looks familiar. Yeah, what are they, where are they going with that? There's like a demon. Onitore is what they're calling it. Yeah, because it's supposed to be be harder. Really difficult. Yeah, Yeah, and stuff like that. Like, but I, why why do you want to see the guy as like a (laughs) demon? I don't know. You know, the friendly Mr., you know, floaty face. What do you got against demons? (laughs) Um, I'll tell you what, I don't got nothing against the Seaman. Seaman. Not Seaman, Seaman. Seaman. Um, the uh, so there was a report actually this has been potentially maybe a little uh, yeah gray it may put into a gray area but the report was from online edition of Nikkei which is usually pretty spot on about this kind of stuff that um, in a feature they did about Nintendo they mentioned that they're going to be reviving other publishers titles on the 3DS um, as a way to get really good games and one of those was going to be Seaman, hmm. um, which is a great fit for the system. Which is the yeah, Dreamcast Virtual yeah. Pet Simulator. Which is, I mean, if you haven't seen it, Google some videos. It's just <laughs> bizarre in the best sense of the word. Yeah. It is, um, yeah. Isn't Leonard Nimoy in that in the U.S. version? He was. Yeah. He was a voice. And that, amazing. And I played it for a while. Me too. Yeah. And and I, I eventually killed my Seaman because he said he was plotting to kill my family. <laughs> So I, I killed my, him before he got the chance. My told me to go out and get a boyfriend. <laughs> I was just taking care of him. He's like, what, what are you doing here? Go out and get a boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. And you did. The most amazing <laughs> game. Like, now, people listening to this who don't know Seaman, I was like, what the fuck are they talking about? Right. Um, yeah, you talk to it. It talks to you. It's, it's, a, it's a virtual pet. It's a, it's a fish with the dudes. It's a fish or a frog or a lot of different things with the dude's face on it a very snarky one Mm -hmm. just disturbing i would say (laughs) another another single word that describes it well 
Um, So since this report, Nintendo came out and said, actually, some of the stuff they reported was just speculation and blah, blah, blah. They didn't say specifically what. So who knows? Yeah, it was kind of odd because like after Nintendo Direct, Iwata like starts tweeting like, I'm kind of disappointed in some news outlets that are treating some things that are hearsay as fact and blah, blah, blah. Iwata said that? Yeah, Iwata said this on Twitter. Like a disappointed dad. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it was what it read like. And everybody was like, what the fuck is this about? And people are linking it to the Nikkei thing. And I think that's I'm sure that's what it was. Mm. Um, so, yeah, they're also, Nintendo's making a new dev studio, um, which they showed a picture of, like, the grounds that's going to be on. Uh, it's going to open December where twenty thirteen, right, right behind Nintendo's current office nice. in, in awesome. Kyoto, their headquarters. Mm. Hey, um, Nintendo Tokyo turned out really well. So mm. yeah, these guys are amazing. Um, staying on 3ds, we're almost through the 3ds section of this. Um, and we got uh, let's see, five million units sold in Japan in just shy of a year. Um. Which I think is their new record for yes, fastest. It is one. the fastest selling system. Um, GBA got five million after fifty eight weeks, and DS did it after fifty six. So the three DS is doing it in fifty one weeks. So I think this is like the final nail in the coffin of all the stories that were happening around the price drop and after where we yeah. kept saying on this podcast, wait till next year, wait till the holidays, wait till next year. And what do you know? We were right. So <laughs> we will stop probably mentioning that for a little bit. <laughs> How right we were. Well, they've moved on to Vita now. It's like the whole, you know, I think people have moved on from portable games, except for the fact that 3DS is selling like crazy. Speaking of Vita, um, I don't know, should we even mention this? Well, there was a story, if you saw this story about Japanese Vita developers jumping ship, um, again, this is the Nikkei, this is the uh, newspaper, was quoting an anonymous source from the game industry saying that a lot of Japanese companies were abandoning Vita for developing the 3DS. I, we, whatever. Like, industry sources. <laughs> that's right, exactly. <laughs> People were waiting for it. Uh, 3DS has been outselling the Vita, as uh, I think this is Joystick uh, points out, but, you know, um, as, a Sony, as a Sony salesperson said, like, it's a pretty, it's pretty hyperbolic for yeah. at this stage in the game and you know i'm sure that there's cases where that's happening i'm sure there's cases where the reverse is happening um yeah uh, just too early to say i would say on that um also in sony land um dr richard marks you might remember right as the uh, waiting for you. there you go uh playstation movement <laughs> and the psi um <laughs> apparently there is like a what is this, a patent? Oh, yeah, it was a patent uh, uh, submission that suggests Sony is looking at its own take on a kind of a Kinect-like 3D depth-sensing camera. Riri. Um, Yeah. Uh, <laughs> surprise. Sky's blue. Yeah, yes. right. Yeah, it's, it's just a patent. Everybody probably, anytime anybody releases anything, probably everybody else put ones out, but or patents it, basically, just so they can do it too. But yeah. I will say it would be sad, like, because I've said this before, like Sony seems like they've been following playing catch up a lot yeah. and not getting out ahead of things. And I wouldn't, I mean, I would be sad if with their next system they were like, "Here's our Connect," you know, <laughs> like our mo- like their move was this to is the a Wiimote. New thing. It's yeah. like we got to do one now too, I guess. So we're gonna do this instead no, of don't. some yeah. new direction. Sony, Sony, stay how you are. We, we really love you don't. The way you are. Um, but Sony, also please finish the Last Guardian. Um, yeah. So, and apparently everybody's all hands on deck trying to help out with that. Um, 
It says uh, <laughs> Sony Senior VP Shuhei Yoshida, who is also on Twitter a lot. Yes, um, P. Yeah. Responds to people, um, is generally pretty uh, down to earth. Tweets yeah. in English a lot. So, yeah. If you don't nice speak guy. Japanese, cool guy. Follow. Yeah. Um, and he's saying that uh, Santa Monica is helping out. They have a you know, central tech group in the US and UK who are you know, giving them the help they can. Uh, based people are a lot of people are giving advice, et cetera, et cetera. This game's starting to sound like it's in worse shape than I thought. I, I you know, hearing that doesn't reassure me. Right. It actually worries me more. So actually, uh, I know a little bit about this. Apparently, Santa Monica is joining in to uh, put in the uh, God of War cameo that's in there. I was, I was, <laughs> I was pretty sure you were gonna. Do that. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I was pretty sure you were gonna do a joke, and I was like, Gosh, "Oh no, oh, here he comes." Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, you know, he's saying, um, uh, this is, uh, this is a Shuhei, um, here. There's a vision that we want to realize, but it's very tough and technical issue that the team is tackling. It's very, very tough and technical issue the team is tackling and some plans have to be made to evaluate and go through the process. I really want to sure know that said what anything that just now, but yeah, that's really what it said. So... <laughs> More importantly, <laughs> yes. in Sony land, Tokyo Jungle. Yes. yes. Did you see the ad in Famitsu this week? Let's say what it is before okay, we sorry. get into that. Is uh is apparently might have its release date finalized. It does, it does. Um, it's June. Oh, yes. and it's been announced. Yes. So yes. this story is out of date. Um look at this. We're, we've got this week's Famitsu here. Look at this. Nice. Beauty. Oh, oh my yeah. god. Release date decided. Gatefold giant uh thing with a shitload of animals with a pomeranian right in the middle of it and they've got uh, dinosaurs amazing there's there's horse racing horses in there (laughs) this is uh, takes place after the apocalypse wait there's dinosaurs yeah there's like a saber-toothed tiger it takes place in tokyo after some kind of um apocalyptic uh, apocalypse what's the what's the pterodactyl have in its mouth uh i think that's a fish that's amazing why i don't even know what that is (laughs) Um, there's the a monkey amazing. with a bib on it. There's a normal dog. These must Just be all the other animals in the game. But you play as the Pomeranian, I think, for... Well, I, apparently the game has changed a lot. I don't oh. know really how, but uh, apparently it's changed quite a bit since we Can saw we, it last year. But I love how they have this huge fold-out ad just to say that the release date has been decided. Right. Right. Well, this is because like it's awesome. so hotly anticipated <laughs> yeah. by, by only it is this here. podcast. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, the it's like they did this game. for us. Dude, that is awesome. I am really excited for that game. Chris this Crispies is the developer. This game, I think you said it before, but it just kind of reminds me of the more weird experimental just kind of out there kind of ps1 era yeah yeah Sony exactly. japan stuff totally. you know a little vib ribbon in in your in your pants <laughs> um, <laughs> there's an interview here too yeah. um yeah with the crispies guys if only we still there's a hungry gauge news. <laughs> nice Woo. you gotta be hungry in the apocalypse <laughs> um and uh rounding out our sony uh coverage um buy two get one free on select vita games at gamestop and i think there was a target um, that's a nice freaking promotion for a yeah. new system. Yeah. Holy shit. I wonder what that's all about. That's pretty big. It's um it's on certain games, Uncharted, My Nation Racers, Hot Shots, Wipeout, Little Deviants. Um and um as uh, as Brian from Sony pointed out, it's not totally unprecedented. I mean there's been similar the three DS had a buy one, get one fifty percent off thing oh, true. So I didn't know that. It's not crazy, but um I mean that's a freaking crazy good deal. It's too bad that Luminous is not in there yeah. or um, Rayman or the games that I would really want. I know, but, I know. Hmm. The games that I, I bought. Um, 
and apparently AMD might be making the graphics technology for uh, Sony's next console. That's cool. Yep. Sure. This is according to former AMD employees. They made AMD made the 360s uh, graphics technology, but the PS3 was from NVIDIA. So, yeah. um, anyway. I, you know, I hear NVIDIA's cards are better this gen, so maybe that's not such good news, but whatever. <laughs> Who knows? Okay. Um, this I thought was funny. Team Ninja taming its sex and violence image in Dead or Alive 5. Um, so the two things like, that sell that game, we're going to tame them. Exactly. Was it, was, it, was it ever violent, though? Yeah, well, well I mean, as I much know. as any. There was never game. any blood or breaking bones. or. It's not like realistic violence. just like busting through walls and dropping boobies. down. Well, here's what they're talking about. Team Ninja is boss <laughs> Yosuke Hayashi <laughs> was saying that, um, you know, he's talking about his new team, even though it's mostly made of... Uh, of veterans uh, just now that uh, itagaki the uh, guy who was known for doa left in 2008 and formed valhalla and they're working on uh what third, third devil's kind. third devil's, devil's third. third um so hayashi says the old team was known for making games that just had two primary elements sex and violence um yeah and so he's saying the new <laughs> team we want to take it to a new level to a direction that contains emotional experiences that can move players. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Good luck with that. In the within the Dead or Alive universe, because friendshipalities. Yeah, I'm not mm-hmm. sure. Like freaking Cormac McCarthy. I mean, you, you, like who who could write a story in the Dead or Alive universe where you would give a shit? Right. Where you, you would, would have an emotional experience. <laughs> Do you remember the Dead or Alive movie? Yes. Oh God. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. do. Actually. So that's what happens. How could you forget that? <laughs> no, but seriously, it's. I just think it's funny. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I think that's you know that's a kind of a sign of maybe taking yourself a little too seriously. I right. don't know because like if you're thinking you can bring those kind of experiences, this kind of game, you're just setting yourself up for well, here, hard times. Here's I don't another want to say way. Failure, but here, for, here, if I'm their PR guy, here's mm-hmm. another. Here's what I coach him when he says I'm going to go out and say it's the press. I'm going to say, no, 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 no. What don't. you mean is. <laughs> What you mean is it's not going to be just about boobies anymore. It's going to there's going to be boobies, but it's actually going Maybe to be a more emotional boobies. Right, it's, it's exactly. <laughs> You're going to cry. You're going to care boobies about are going to make you cry. Boobs. You usually no, do. But it's it, it's not going to be it used to be about that to the detriment of the actual game. Like, oh yeah. Now we're going to focus, you know, Maybe we spend a little bit less time on the jiggle physics, and then we spend a little more time balancing. Like, we're going to take this as a more serious fighting game. Like Street Fighter, right? Street Mm. Fighter still has buff guys and, you know, curvy girls, but they it's a real deep fighting system there. That's what we're we're refocusing the Dead or Alive franchise. You just sold me on Dead or Alive 5. There you go. (laughs) I I will say Unfortunately, Mark's not making the game. This is an odd (laughs) statement because, like, they just released some uh, Ninja Gaiden 3 videos that were just, like, ultra-violent. Bloody as shit. Yeah. It's out soon, by the way. That's out like next month. Really? Like, yeah, it's out. In March. Too many games coming out next month. So many um, games. He goes on to say, in Dead or Alive, especially, we're trying to focus on real women that surround us. The voice of a female, the mannerisms. We are being realistic about it. Sure, oh, cool. yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, I like Dead or Alive. I don't. Yu Suzuki is bringing Virtual Fighter to Mobile Gay. I feel yeah, every, it's very sad. I, you know, I, I only put that in our our news because like every time news from Yu Suzuki comes out, it's like more and more depressing. I know. <laughs> it's like uh, I, I could just see like Yu Suzuki like in his office, like, "What have I done to myself?" Turning turning <laughs> tricks for it's like uh, less than zero or whatever. Yeah. Um, turning tricks for Mobile Gay now. Um, yeah, I I mean not to say it couldn't. Be a good game, but it's not going to be. A good no, game. it won't be. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, Monster Hunter Card Master available for iOS. John played it. Yeah, we're not going to talk about that. Okay. It's um, also Mobile Gay. We should talk about one thing, not the Monster Hunter part, but I finally joined Mobile Gay to see what this was like. Yeah. And it's like a browser game with no sound. Like, are they all like that? Or do you just like <laughs> zero sound? This, like, you know, this is funny. That's not interesting. It's funny to me because, like, it's you're you're like a. I, you're like a kid who just found out about like Santa not being real. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't have high expectations for Mobile Gay to begin with. But right. I didn't know it was this bad either. There yeah. must be maybe oh, I'm missing something. It gets worse. Wow. It gets so social much games, worse. man. I don't know. Social game, man. Social <laughs> game, man. Um, I'm a bit of a in happier news. Um, Double Fine's Kickstarter for their adventure game surpassed two million. Yes, five times. The original. So the request. Kickstarter for our bed. Uh, when are we doing that? Yes, actually, some people brought up a um uh, a possible Kickstarter for you, JJ. Shane, oh, Shane, to- Shane suggested one. Uh, yes, he said he would donate twenty dollars towards a Kickstarter towards you. Uh, buying a copy of Love Plus and having it <laughs> and live blogging and not gonna happen experiences film. I, I don't want my kid to. You wouldn't do it for guy. like. What if the Kickstarter was like a thousand dollars and like you wouldn't you wouldn't reconsider that stance? People are getting money for uh, a pause. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's how much? It's not. It's not. If, it's a reward it's thing. How right? much? Listen, my of wife. Would, would. My wife would understand a thousand dollars. That's right. She speaks. That's you know, I speak in her language. Yeah. <laughs> um, would she mind when your new Love Plus girlfriend is emailing you e- from the <laughs> from the Konami service where you pay three hundred fifteen yen, about four bucks, or nine hundred forty five every three months, about I don't know twelve. Wait, bucks. four bucks a month four to get emails from your Love e- Plus character. But wait, <laughs> you that's not all. You can link your game with the service somehow so it knows what your name is so when they yeah. send you the emails it has your name oh my god is that not worth four dollars <laughs> i get my email from Ninetown. now now <laughs> now now skyrim voices are okay oh, retard okay. voice is not okay <laughs> well it, it, was, it was like i i wanted it's it to not be okay. otaku voice it, it came out okay retarded. yeah <laughs> um so or jj you could go to Seven uh, Eleven special. Oh, so Seven Eleven de Dias kiosk. I wish and, I could have included the picture in this article because it yeah. was like. Well, why don't we say what yeah. that is before you I'm sorry. start talking about that? Is, I'm so excited, JJ. I am always excited. I love this stuff. Um, you could go to Seven Eleven for Valentine's Day, and let's see, you downloaded the special content from like their their special kiosk, DS kiosk they have there, <laughs> and you could see their Love Plus girlfriend wearing a Seven Eleven employee outfit. <laughs> oh, that's hot! So, like wow. at this at this event, right? like they had oh, these huge ass AR cards in front of the Seven Eleven. So if you put your 3DS up, there was like a like a two oh, story wow. tall oh my god love plus girl standing oh out god. in the middle there and then like they Climb had this pic- inside her <laughs> they had this picture of like all the people in the 711 getting their special stuff and it was just like all these gross otaku huddled in a corner like it was like hey, like 30 or, 30 or 40 of them of our listenership so i, I want to <laughs> just let people know otakus are not gross yeah but yes. these were these JJ, were the gro- these otaku JJ. are people too but don't these generalize were the, these were the gross otaku not the good otaku <laughs> The gross ones. <laughs> okay. that, the Grotaku. The Grotaku, yes. <laughs> um, some Metal Gear news. An offshoot of Kotaku, I guess. Metal Gear news. Uh, Metal Gear Solid 3D demo on 3DS. I guess that's up on the eShop now because the story's uh, a little old. Did anybody um, play it, by the way? No, but I mean, we played it. Oh, I played the old. Japanese one. Yeah. I heard the frame rate's really bad. Mm. 
Uh, Metal Gear Online service ending in June. That's been four years. It's originally only supposed to be three, apparently, um, but they extended it an extra year. Yeah. So that was amazing to me that that was that's actually still going on. Yeah, I had that's no idea. But um, that is that's a larger conversation. But it is sad to me that these games are basically going away where you can't play them yeah. anymore. Um, it would be nice if they released them somehow so that fans could. I mean, I guess that happens with some of the PC MMOs. But mm. You need like an afterlife for online games. There, yeah. there is something like that. I think uh, on a life well wasted, they had a uh, right. Segment I could about see that. that yeah. Um, Koji Pro that. seeking staff for next Metal Gear Solid. Um, hmm. There's like a recruitment, like uh, I want you, Uncle Sam type thing with mm-hmm. Big Boss. Um, and they have a recruitment page open in Japanese and English. So uh, looking for job in three areas: project engineers for the latest Metal Gear Solid, targeted for high end consoles and PC. Engineers to help develop next-gen game technology for use with the Fox Engine and Kojima Productions brand manager. So check that out if you're interested. Um, hopefully they're, they did this once at a GDC a few years ago. Um, mm-hmm. Open recruitment towards Westerners and more of that the better uh, so far as I'm concerned. Um, Tales of Hearts trademark filed whoops, in the U.S. by Namco Bandai. <laughs> Just shocking and me and knocking things over. Um <laughs> Study over half of Japanese developers turn a profit. Those are the bigger developers. That's kind of sad. Fifty-four yes. percent. Um, Who knows what that story? Without a comparison, though, in the other territories, it's kind yeah. of meaningless. So, other also a lot of years Japanese developers might just be not releasing a game and just working on it. So you're very possible money. That way, um, Jordan Mechner is remaking Karateka for PSN and XBLA. I'm very excited about. Really, this. I think yes. you mean Karateka. I do not. <laughs> it's karateka. That, uh, uh, up until like I learned Japanese, I didn't know it was karate, karateka. But karateka. I always called yeah. it karateka. We just I, always call it karateka. I it's thought like, it rolls off the tongue. It's I like karateka. karateka, but yeah, it's Good like God, karateka, but so karateka. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, he is has a small team. He has an angel investor. It's coming out this year. I'm excited about it. Karateka is one of the first. Not one of the first games I played, but one of my happiest, I guess, Apple II memories. Is it like a full-on, like, what is it? Just like, how just, do you remake Karateka? Like, you just make an entirely new game with, I like, dudes in karate So, <laughs> you know, Mechner remade Prince of Persia with, with Ubisoft. Mm-hmm. But this is an XBLA PSN right. game, so presumably uh, it's not going to go... F- I mean, this is just me guessing, but sure, I would guess sure. not full 3D. And I uh, want to see whatever. like HD remakes of 2D games. Like, just they don't have to be all crazy and everything. Just you got to do it right, though, right? Because yeah. you don't want that like CDI, like clip art, like airbrushed clip art bullshit that just like animates. Right. Which some people are like, oh, it's HD now, it's better. Like, Chronicle was so smooth and animated, right. and the, the bit graphics I think still look good. But yeah, yeah. I mean, they have a they rotoscoping have a charm. holds up pretty well. Mm. Um, speaking of old guys making newer stuff, um, Final Fantasy Father Hironobu Sakaguchi, the, the Gooch, Gooch, yes, um, is you know, and we were kind of just talking about him because he was a uh, guy behind the last, last story. story, right? Um, which was supposed to be his last story. <laughs> uh. Apparently not. Apparently he's got more. Yeah. Um, he responded on Twitter that he's making a game for iOS, and he's making actually three games. 
I, I really hope these are RPGs because I Me want too. an RPG on my iOS. It would be interesting to see what he would do there, right? Yeah. Um, maybe he would go back to, you know, he did all the classic Final Fantasy, so maybe he would do something like yeah. simpler back It sounds like, like he's pretty sick of hearing from Final Fantasy. He, he mentioned it, like, in his interviews for Last Story in Europe. Like, a lot of people were asking about Final Fantasy, and he's, I mean, he jokingly, but I was probably serious, said, like, he's tired of answering questions about Final Fantasy. But I, I was kind of hoping that, like, there was some chance that they'll actually bring him back to fix Final Fantasy because no. it's so broken right now and like ugh, they just need to like throw out the dev team and start over. No. Would have been nice if they brought him back. No. Final Fantasy could use a reboot. Are you saying no <laughs> no because it's not gonna happen or no because you don't want it's it not to gonna happen. happen. Oh okay. Well it's what too bad. is going to happen is we are going to take a break and uh when we come back we're gonna be talking with a special friend of the show about a special game. Um Okay, it's Luminous. Uh, <laughs> it's a Vita game. I'm like, I'm not sure why. We're about to intro him again, though, so I'm not going to intro who our right. special guest is. But we're going to talk in depth about uh, about the puzzle puzzler Luminous game. We're all excited about. It's mm. out now. It's on our its way back to us from America. We actually sent Milky to America to hand purchase a copy for us. And That's bring right. It back. I think we talk about that. I think we yeah. talk about that too. So. Um, yeah, we'll be uh, right back in two and two. And we're back, and we are back with a very special guest. Um, I wasn't here during his first visit, so... Um, I'm, oh, that's right. John I'm ran that show. Very excited <laughs> to welcome my good friend, ex-co-worker, big man on campus right now, Mr. Jimmy Platinum Trophy Milky. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm so happy to be back. Um, and uh, if you don't know, and how could you not, but if there are possible people living under rocks out there uh milky what is it that you do what is your job i'm a producer at q entertainment and uh we just released our new game luminous electronic symphony oh yeah which is one of the games that uh we've been looking forward to the most from the vita launch here in japan america is super lucky that they get it at their launch i know right Um, i would i would have a vita by now if that was the case in Japan. So are you going to get one? I will get one. Oh, wow. You heard it here. For, and you already <laughs> sold two copies of of the game here today, in the right? studio yeah. today. <laughs> Do you want to hear the, the crinkle of fresh money? This is like, this is like can you hear this? We this hear, is they hear that all money. the time on this podcast. <laughs> right. It's usually just us counting our usually bills. Usually wipe our right. with bills. Exactly. Yeah. But um, so just to back up a bit, um, for people who don't know Luminez, what, what's Luminez? Give people the... The uh, summary, Lumin- back of the box summary. Luminous is a, a block dropping puzzle game of uh, exquisite simplicity and block dropping beats. And w- but the thing that makes it block very rocking beats. 
and block dropping puzzles. I'm right. Is it too late to change the back of the box? I think we should change it to a block opera. Okay. <laughs> Not bad. Not bad. You've obviously thought about this. <laughs> it's too late for the back of the box, though, because Capcom it changed is. their box. Um, well, revelations. They spelled it wrong. Japan might, might, might not be too late, but... Um, We'll have to see about that. Maybe like Portugal or someplace that hasn't get it. Maybe for their box, we'll all see like block rocking. I got a question. Does your box have a manual in it? We got it. We got a game oh, today right. with zero, literally no manual. Uh, I don't think there's going to be a manual in it. There, not even like a slip of paper. There may be a slip of paper, but um, no manual. All the all the Vita manuals are digital right. now, right. so they're actually in game. Every game right. will have that icon, right. the book icon, and it brings and up the fine, manual. I yeah, because nobody who it just puts something in the box. You know, we open the yeah, box I know. It, it just looks looks weird. Game, it's like sure, what? Something. What is this? Yeah, you borrowed it from, from your friend, or <laughs> it fell off a truck. Well, it's right. like it's like DVDs. You remember, like they always used to put inserts into the DVDs, like even if it was just upcoming right. movies. Like, that's true. Now they don't. Now they don't. Right. But so anyway, sorry. I interrupted you. Um, yes, so Luminez, block dropping puzzle. Yeah, and it's 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 probably fifty percent, um, you know, the puzzle mechanics, and then fifty percent of a focus on visuals and audio, and right. that, that's what really distinguishes Luminous from think from games like Tetris or Bejeweled. Right, and so and when the original PSP came out, most people probably know this, but some people don't. That was the game. I mean, nobody knew what it was, or I mean, p- people had seen it. I remember seeing it at the TGS, and I couldn't like uh, people hadn't like figured it out because it was a, it's like a new paradigm on block dropping. Once you get it, it's really simple. But mm. like at that time, it was like I don't what am I? I can't see exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. But once it came out, that was the game. That's probably that and Castlevania are two of the last games that I would like. Look forward to trips to Japan for just so that I had like 12, 10 to 12 un- uninterrupted hours mm. with which just to play the shit out of Castlevania on game. DS, you mean? Castlevania on the DS right, or right. even the GBA ones before right. that. Yeah, but like, like the PSP one was impossibly hard, I heard. Oh, the I, Dracula X? It was kind of a crappy remake, yeah. too, yeah. Uh, uh, but so, yeah, because it, it was just it was super addicting and yeah. the music was a huge a huge part of Definitely. it, right? It, like it worked in. So it, there's, it like sucks you in. You just like play it, and then like the world disappears around you. Yeah. And it's, well, it you really, get in the zone. Kind really of. fit the PS when the when the PSP launched. We were all like so excited about it being like a visual right. and like oral like sort of masterpiece system. And like, I think a game like that really helped on the audio side. Where a, right. a lot of games like Ridge Racer were just gorgeous to look at, but then there was Luminous, which also like sort of made it feel really, well, really sexy. Right. I think the thing that the reason for that is because it actually because of the music. You know the visuals are, are are one thing. You're you're too busy focusing on the blocks to really, really, really pay too much attention to what's going on in the background. But mm. with the music, especially the the opening track "Shining," which is everybody's favorite, mm-hmm. you know, which I wanted to ask Shining. you about actually, but keep going. The um, because of the music, that that's a that's an element that's not really really exploited in other puzzle games. And you know, of course, Tetris has background music, sound effects. Other games do too. Are but you saying right. Are you saying that's that that wasn't the the, or, <laughs> the, the Russian audio music experience that Hiptonaka put in a Doc, Game Boy Dr. Tetris? Dr. Mario, <laughs> though, I mean, it has some pretty infectious. Yeah, music. wait, how does that go? Infectious again? tunes. There's a real difference between like video game music and music. Right. I'm, yeah. I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying this from like a condescending kind of perspective. What I'm saying is that Luminous took real music from the real world right. that was not designed for a video game, right. 
put it, you know, kind of out of context, but the shining in particular was was very very atmospheric. It was uplifting. It mm. really gives you goosebumps to listen to that song. It's mm. it's it's sublime and that transports you. You know, music really takes you places. It it, it fills your mind in in ways that visuals alone can't do. So it, mm. here here was this music playing in your headphones and it, of course because of the way Luminous One was structured that was the song you heard every time you played the game. Right. Yeah. So you could not escape it. Fortunately, it was yeah. a song that you could actually listen to right. over and over again. Right. But because of that, it's so memorable, and that's why I think people remember it luminous to this day. It wasn't just, oh, I had a great combo or a, right. a high score. Mm-hmm. It was like, I remember that experience. Exactly. And that's why people yeah. always tell me, like, that's the one game that never left my, my, um, my PSP. Right. It's my favorite luminous game of all time. I hear that time and time again yeah because most puzzle games it's like okay i'm just gonna you know i'm on the plane or i'm wherever i'm just not gonna i'm on the train i'm not gonna put my headphones on i'm just gonna play the puzzle game but like that that luminous be totally weird that way you don't even think of doing that it's Mm -hmm. like no even though i'm on the train or wherever i'm gonna put my headphones on so i can Mm -hmm. listen to it at the same time yeah if you're not listening in to luminous in your headphones while you're playing you're really missing Right. Half the experience. Oh, more than it. Yeah, totally. And the first and last track, the, the last track was great too. Um, Lights? Chica, yeah, yeah, area. Yeah. Like, it's like this game like started and finished with like really great music. And that's what I remember about it. So that's, so that's Luminous 1. Luminous 2, as somebody who, somebody, I, I mean, I know that the now that no, it's not Luminous 2, I'm sorry. Actually, to, there was a Luminous 2. There was a Luminous yeah, 2. Yeah, yeah. Which, which has like a kind of a bad reputation <laughs> out there. You know, in hindsight, um, because of the music selection, there's so many yeah. features in Luminous Two, and there's so many skins. It's 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 actually a really really super high quality value in terms of just like the amount of content and diversity in that game. Mm-hmm. But the this is my own personal opinion. You know, um, Miz actually worked on on pulling together that whole soundtrack, and what he wanted to do was he wanted to try and um, kind of spread spread it out a little bit you know instead of just focusing on electronic music he wanted to try and embrace a larger Gwen audience Stefani. he wanted Gwen Stefani, Gwen Stefani <laughs> right. black eyed peas you know but um but i think from you know black eyed peas experience now available on connect <laughs> and eight four joint um we actually worked on that so we actually wrote some tips. a little bit yeah but but since the uh but you people know, didn't get for whatever reason. It has a reputation as it didn't. What it, the music didn't gel. Well, the, here, here's what I view as as the quote unquote problem is that they wanted to have a little bit of everything for everybody. All right, that's mm-hmm. the strategy. But unfortunately, there wasn't enough of anything for anybody. So mm-hmm, if you right. wanted a lot of Gwen Stefani type of music, you didn't get that. You only got the one Gwen Stefani track. If right. You, Wanted a whole bunch of hoobastank. You only got the one hoobastank, right? <laughs> so there, there are, so it was a really eclectic. Was Dragula on there at least? Was that was, Dra- was Dragula Rob on there? No, oh. no. Well, for fuck's sake, there man. was actually a lot of really good music on that. Yeah. But uh, even Miz will admit that one of the problems was that because they were using videos in the background, right? You know, like one of the things that they did, even with the song "Shine In" from Luminous One, they actually edited it up very, very cleverly so that. Um, it was more interactive to what you were doing with Luminous Two. You they couldn't really do that because they had videos going on in the background, so like actual like Gwen Stefani's actual video. I remember for this Madonna's song video, in right? The background, with the right. music, so you can't. They couldn't edit that, so you didn't have as a, a rewarding experience because you were just playing along with the sure. the video, right? You know, and some of the, and the sound effects were were tailored to the the videos themselves, but you know there was a lack of. 
of interactivity. So you're coming in for now, um, Lumina's Electronic Symphony for the Vita. And so uh, a big part of your job, I imagine, is, okay, who are we going to get to do the music? What kind of style are we going to go for? Having had, okay, here's Lumina's 1 went this way, Lumina's 2 went that way. Going into 3, what is your... you? entertainment what's you guys philosophy of okay this is what we need to do this is what we don't want to do well the my goal because it, it was really one uh one of my my goals at q to reboot the luminous franchise you know because there have been so many in between luminous one and now yeah. that um you know it, it kind of dwindled in i don't want to say importance but in in terms of its stature it kind of dwindled you know right because of downloadable versions just you know because there wasn't any really really new one right so i wanted to reboot this hard i wanted it to be a physical product in mm-hmm. addition to the fact that all vita titles are downloadable i wanted it to be a physical product i wanted it out on store shelves i wanted people to be able to see this even if they'd never heard about it before because if you don't know about luminous and you buy a vita and it's not on the shelves, mm-hmm. you're not going to necessarily know about it because that you don't necessarily have a PSN account. Maybe you just play it, you know, buying games off the shelf. Unless they put a slip of paper in there where there's no manual <laughs> and to advertise it in like Rayman or whatever else people are buying all the time. Right? Dude, they should make the fucking, the old Nintendo poster with the, you know, That's now right. playing with power. Like here's the with like 30 Vita family games. looking right. at the Vita or yeah. like pointing over each other's shoulders. Right. You could sit there and look at it like, oh, paradigms. they're the champion. They wow. all have to be wearing sweaters of various colors bring back george plimpton it should be like action series music series you know you could have all that shit again but but yeah so to answer your question the focus was always to to bring it back to electronic music i felt that was important because that's what everybody rallied around the first one the first one was the model the what i wanted to do is i wanted to bring um the series back with a with a vengeance and i wanted it to be a a, a revenger (laughs) i wanted it to be a revenger of puzzle games and and I wanted it to be the spiritual sequel to Luminous One. Mm-hmm. You know, Luminous Two to me felt a little bit more like a Gaiden type of situation. But I wanted this to feel like literally the like where Luminous One ends is where Luminous Electronic Symphony begins. If it was a movie, it would be like it would start a minute after the end of the yeah. the, the previous movie. It would be like okay, Pretty it goes much. on from there. Okay. So yeah. So then what? Are, so what are your what are your ideas? What are the ideas to do that 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 made it into the final game. Obviously, you have the foundation, which is you're arranging two colors. The blocks come down and things of four. Well, here's the thing. We knew... If you look at all the, the proper luminances, and I'm not talking about the K-Type versions that added a third color block because that really, really... Crazy time. Yeah, really, yeah, it really changes. But that one wasn't developed by Q. It was just licensed out for Japan cell phones. And um, so... W- we knew after consulting with uh, Katsumi Yokoda, um, who was the designer of the original one, um, that he, he felt like we shouldn't even. He didn't say that we shouldn't do this project, but he felt like he couldn't be involved with anything because he he felt that the previous game was the previous Luminouses were perfect. Luminous one was perfect because the mechanics are are, are perfect. So that to to do to do anything to those mechanics would would ruin the game mm-hmm. so we respected that we but we did ask for his input and we said well you know um 
we we brainstormed a lot and ultimately we decided that we shouldn't change anything but if we did that we would be criticized by the gaming community for saying you know they would say like oh well it's just more luminous with different skins and we it's didn't like want that or right. something so i did a combination of things i i not only did i kind of use twitter to pull the community to find out what did you like about past luminances what did you not like what did you not care about you know so one of the things that we we thought about was avatars before they were purely decorative now we wanted to do something with right. them. that's why we gave them touch screen abilities and kind of power-ups but those power-ups don't change the game mechanics they add to the game mechanics so, and they only add in a momentary manner so mm-hmm. like oh you can generate this special block or you can slow down the timeline so yeah so quick Talk about those. What are the like the different power ups and what they do? I mean, the the basic thing. Just again, so for people who don't know, you're dropping blocks are coming down in things of four, and they they have combinations of two different colors. You're arranging it and putting them together to get colors together, and then there's a line going across which goes to the beat that clears off things once they get punched in four or more little micro blocks. That timeline, which actually appears on the whale in the evolution stage of Child of Eden. Oh really? Yeah, nice. you actually see the oh, oh nice little, see the touch. little yeah. There you go, tribute for the fans. <laughs> um, but uh, and that goes across, and then you add to it as fast as you can to get these huge massive combos, and it go, kind right. of goes on. You set up, you can set up these fucking juicy ass, beautiful right. combos along the bottom. If you really man, know what you're doing, doing with yeah. Luminous, you can actually um, stack the blocks in a way that nothing will actually clear until you drop. One of the special blocks or the chain blocks on right. your pile. And if you have it set up in a right way, kind of like you tear apart. Okay, so so that's the foundation. So now talk about the special these special powers now that you have in the. Well, we game. changed the special block from the previous game uh, from the previous games where you would have to, you know that that kind of shiny diamond looking block. Yeah. You would drop that, but you would have to create a four square. And you know, for people who aren't particularly good at the game in the first place, that's going to continue to be a challenge. So we made the the special block. We we changed it to a chain block in this one, which is now wherever you drop it, you don't have to create a four square. Whatever like colored blocks it's connected to will will clear. Will clear. Okay. So it makes it easier. Then we have things like the um, the shuffle block, which some reviewers um, really really understand, but some other reviewers have uh, you know they're like, why did they put this in there? There's no good to be. Um, had from this block that's totally wrong um, probably if you get farther in the game you it would be useful right when you right so the shuffle situations. block only affects like the blocks it touches so if you have like a big cluster of blocks in the middle but you have a gap between them and then you have a little cluster on the side mm-hmm. if you move that shuffle block over to the side where it will do minimal damage um, then it's not really a factor what does it do does it, it randomizes all oh. the blocks that it comes in con- directly comes in contact with okay so um in the beginning, it might seem like a hindrance. And so this is a really neutral block. It could be good, it could be bad, but it's neither. It's all in how you use it. But as John was saying, that what later on in the in the game, when you're facing a game over a situation, when you're almost about to cap out at the top of the screen, uh, you drop this in there, right. almost always it clears like a bunch of randomized right. yeah. um, Actually, blocks. Actually, like as I was playing block. it before the podcast, it saved me three times <laughs> yeah i was thinking like right? that would be because they're oh, that's luminous right when you get towards the end and shit's like at the top of the screen and you're like you know i have to like you, you almost have to like slow it down and like try and figure out like three steps ahead how are you going to clear this out and sometimes it's impossible so mm-hmm. something like that could like save the day and and this actually came out because when we were discussing what we were going to add to luminous in the beginning i was saying you know we were getting all these ideas from the planners um you know, I was like, oh, check out this block. It, it does Planner's this. like a game design, like a designer. Game designer who basically they came up with 
dozens of ideas of all these special blocks that could basically eliminate blocks in all kinds of cool ways. But I was like, that's not really, that's going to make the game way too easy. All these things are designed to eliminate blocks. Right. If we have these things falling all the time, there's nobody's ever going to find themselves in a game over situation. So where's the challenge? I said, so my orders were for every beneficial block you create, you need to come up with a counter block to offset you know there's got to be a risk or reward thing going on here mm. ultimately we discarded with the majority of the ideas there's only about 10 different power-ups but we discarded with most of the things that felt like they were would skew too much in favor of the player mm-hmm. but the shuffle block was was um was i think like the real real inspired moment because this was not an inherently good or bad block mm-hmm. so it could it could be it was a very strategic block <laughs> Right. The other things that the game does, we we have um, special blocks that if you use it, um, or avatar abilities, if you use it, it'll slow down the timeline. Now, for some people, people who are bad at Luminous, slowing down the timeline will be really, really bad, and you won't want to use that. The timeline is that line that goes across the screen we were talking about that's like go, you know, to the beat, but that, that is clearing the blocks. Right. Yeah. But if you're good at Luminous, this is one of those things that you might actually want to do because if you slow the timeline down, it allows you to create all these bigger combos, combinations right. but you have to be good enough to not you know not fill up to the top while to the you're top. doing it because it's the thing that clears the but line. if yeah. you use that and you use it well you yeah. could score tremendous points so avatar ability this is the avatar is just like the the character you choose to play as not right. really the character but whatever so uh every each one has their own one power each each avatar has um there is a pool of about 10 abilities, and they are all mixed and matched amongst uh, like 43 different avatars. Oh, wow. So um, you, can't, you can't personally select which abilities go on which avatars. Those are preset. But right. you can choose which avatars' power-ups either appeal to you or just, you know, you can choose it just based on visuals. Sure. You know, some people, you don't ever actually have to use these avatar abilities. I see. So that's the thing, like, for people who think, like, oh, it might be overpowered or whatever, or sure. it might make the game too easy, whatever, you don't actually have to use them. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just played for, like, a half hour, and I didn't, I didn't even, I saw it glowing there, but I never touched it once. How does it, does I didn't it, notice it either. do you have a meter that you use up each time you use it? Or Yeah, the um, avatar itself will, will glow blue when it's full but what after you use the avatar ability it'll turn into kind of like a muted uh sort of um gray pinkish color but as it fills up you'll see there's a percentage meter under underneath the icon yeah and a little gauge that fills up so that fills up by you that fills up more clearing blocks the bigger combos you clear the Uh, higher percentage and you can also tap the back of the screen Uh uh-huh you can caress your vita to for uh hit it from the back for avatar points you just sit there yeah, like yeah, you tap and, and, and it's, you tickle it. And <laughs> some people were concerned that like, oh, that might actually make the game too easy as well. But trust me, when you're, I'm a good luminous player, and when I'm, you know, when I've looped around the entire entire playlist and I'm going through the second time and blocks are dropping super fast, the last thing you can think about is like filling up that. Right, that, that right, avatar meter. Uh, you know, uh, something else. Uh, uh, one of the big criticisms that some people had with the very first Luminous, and I'm wondering if this came up when you guys were talking about mm. things to change and stuff. This personally never bothered me because I liked having really long sessions with with Luminous. But as a lot of people got advanced, like as people ha- were had it for a month, two months, and they were playing it all a lot, you know, three, four times a week. 
one of the things people uh, complain about was the ramp up that it was like that they had to do that there was such a long ramp up, long, slow ramp up till the game really got going because now that they were advanced players, they felt like that's where I want to just get to, you know, where the challenging part is and stuff like that. Is that anything that you guys talked about? Well, with the kind of gaming um, consumer broadening over the last five years, what was casual games with the Wii bringing more gamers into, you know, into gaming in general, we had to consider a lot of things. We had to make sure that this Luminous was a little bit more user-friendly to people. That's why we changed the special block into the chain block. And, you know, we added a lot of power-ups, right, so that people could actually get a little farther. There's a lot of things that we did to to consider both the casual player and the hardcore player. For the casual player, we added those blocks. Um, for the casual player, we... Remember how in the first Luminous, if you got almost all the way to the final stage lights, but you you game overed yeah. right at that point, you'd have to start all, all the way at the beginning, right? Yeah. Yes. Now you can actually continue. So wow. you can see that skin, right. but until you actually um until you actually unlock it, you you know, you can you can get there, but um it doesn't automatically add itself to your to your skin collection. Um, and of course your score resets. And your score resets. That's a classic 2D shooter mechanic where right, it's like, right. okay, well, this is your choice. You can either right. continue right. or you can upload your score. Whatever's more important to you, but it's a choice you make. Mm-hmm. So for hardcore gamers, um, the challenge level, I think, is still pretty similar to what Luminous 1 was. We're using the same kind of game logic. We haven't really um, ramped it up too hard. It does get really hard towards the end. But for people who want... An immediate challenge, and this is this is something I put in there specifically, like as kind of like a personal wish list thing. We put in a thing called Master Mode. So Master Mode has five zones, and these are just pure, no tricks, no gimmicks, no nothing. This is just pure luminous. And the, I would say the block dropping speed when you first start is probably pretty similar to like when you're at the end of the Voyage Mode. Mm. Oh, okay, nice. so it starts voyage, there. Voyage. voyage, right? <laughs> Say it with the right inflection, voyage. And mm-hmm. so there's five zones. I can I have not been able to finish zone five myself. I barely got to zone five. And really? every every zone grows exponentially in what you have to clear. So like the first thing is you have to clear fifty blocks. Next one is like you have to clear 150 blocks. And then it gets gets really hard. Is that available from the beginning? Or from the you... beginning. Okay. It's like one nice. of the modes, master mode. Who's the best luminous player that you know? Period. Not even within just Q, but like, have you met any crazy fans? I know that there are people out there. I don't know them personally. I know that there are people out there who are like, like you're asking me like, Oh, are, are do you cap the score at like 999 million or something like that? Right. <laughs> like how many digits are, how many do, digits, do you, man? Do you cap the score at nine million nine You know what? I'm not, I'm a little foggy on what the exact score. I think something like the, the score will stop going up at something like, maybe 10 million but trust me it's gonna i don't think anybody's gonna that's get when that you far. see the plans for the government um the secret government aircraft right once exactly. you get past like cloak and dagger you style, can actually control it once you actually flip, your flip it or whatever then the, the spies dabney coleman comes after you so um, i don't know if you've seen on twitter but a lot of the uh, website eic's like destructoid and and vita ign.com they've um they and then Ray over at the PlayStation blog, they've been having this like score kind score of war. I, score I have seen war, that. Right? Yeah, yeah. The back and forth, um, the back and forth about like, oh, look who's at the top of the leaderboard. Because right now, only the pre- as we're recording this anyway, only the 
press had it. Well, I guess today it's coming as of yeah, like the the early version came out like early a day adopters, or two ago, right? Or something. Yeah, but uh, the, when the press only had it, week. they were going back and forth with their um, and it's it's getting really good reviews. I mean, you talk you, you talk about the reviews, man. You can talk about the reviews. IGN Don't. was the first review, and they gave it a nine out of ten, wow. which we were really nice. thrilled about. And then Destructoid's review came out the day after and they gave it a 9.5 and mm-hmm. reading the text on those both of those reviews you know the scores are lovely of course but reading the text it it was really it was really a relief to read those things because they they really looked deeper into the the kind of the changes we made and they mm-hmm. recognized them for exactly what they were meant to be. They, you were like, that's exactly what I was thinking when I made that block. Like, I'm so glad. Like, it, <laughs> yeah. it basically, like, they got it. Well, the, the, for example, those those two guys really understood the shuffle block. They even said that they hated it at the beginning, and they wondered, why, how, why would we ever put something like this in? <laughs> right, right, right. And, but then oh, once nice. they figured it out later, yeah. like, and how it really saves the day at, you know, towards the end game, you know, they were like, thank God for that shuffle block, you know. So, you know, that was just one of the elements that was really satisfying. Having, uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Having been on both sides, the reviewer and now the reviewee, right. how, does it, how does it feel like seeing all these reviews directed at you instead of the other way around? It's, it's, it's definitely stressful because once you cross that finish line and you're wondering, like, how's, how are people going to respond? You know, our, our fear and the reason why we put so much of an effort into, like, making the... Um, audio-visual presentation as spectacular as we could is because a couple things, like I was saying to you guys before, we have to try and justify why this is a $40 game right now. You know, right. we, we didn't we didn't make the price. Our publisher makes the price, but ultimately it became a $40 game. So we have to justify why is this worth $40 versus, versus 99 cents app, right? right. You're, you're never going to find this kind of quality selection or or production value in a 99 cent app i'm sorry it's, it's just not mathematically possible what we put into the game as far as like we're seeing the reviews you know our worries were beyond what i just said about justifying mm. the, the price you know there have been other luminouses right you know like if you have the first tetris do you really need another tetris you know right, i mean right, of course right. you just want it on whatever system you're currently playing but you know, you don't need too many tweaks to Tetris, you know. But that's why it's so good. Like, I remember I was in Hawaii when I was listening to the 8-4 podcast that you were on, <laughs> and you were dropping fucking crazy hints all over the place about Luminaz. So it was like, <laughs> and I talked to you, yeah. I knew it was coming, but it was like, you're being vague about whether or not it was going to hit uh-huh. launch, right? And so I... That's why I'm so glad that this is hitting like North America launch because it's like you want something to play on this new awesome system and mm-hmm. now you have like which like a, a slam dunk like on a plane on the train or whatever like mm-hmm. a, a game and it's not going to be something like uh, uncharted even if you really liked it is maybe last you like a week or something like right. that. But this is something that you so can just have. That that's the thing like for your new with- system. To what JJ was was asking, like you know, we were worried that we wanted to avoid any sort of criticism that where people would say like, "Oh, this is just another luminous." We didn't want people to say that. Mm-hmm. That was the last thing we wanted people to say. Mm-hmm. So you know, when it came to the re- reviews, that was stressful because we we're like, "Okay, well, did we achieve our goals? Did we did we make the game that we really wanted people to?" Right to rediscover, to fall in love with Luminous again. And, you know, um, 
What were you just saying? <laughs> did you guys play with stuff on the using the back the back touchscreen of the Vita? Like, did you guys have stuff where you're like, hey, maybe if we well, did this a lot with the of, blocks? Yeah, there were a lot of there are a lot of um, there are a lot of concepts that we went through. You know, like in the back, we were lo- we were thinking about like, well, if you touch the back screen, it could it could have this kind of like. Um, it would actually look like you're pushing the blocks up from behind, you know, like those those pin oh, things where right. you right, you can make them jump over blocks and stuff. Well, like that. it was more that it would it would it would affect the sound like a DJ mixer or something oh, like that. Oh, Here, I'm going to give you guys oh, a seriously cool. big fat. I've never talked juicy about this trivia. before. Yeah, juicy trivia. It. This concept has seen many forms, and I'll talk about the music in, in a little bit of, and how it it was affected. But um, originally, when I first thought about rebooting Luminous. I was like, well, it, maybe it would be interesting to attach it to a big license in particular because then it would seem very different, you know. Mm-hmm. And, at, and at the same time, depending on the license, it would seem very much like Luminous. So I originally pitched this game as Daft Punk Luminous. Oh, wow. Ah. And that would be the one thing to do. And Ubisoft, too, man. Yeah, I mean, and, that, and, that would be the one if you're going to attach to a band. And they were totally on board, too. Like, uh, Ubisoft was totally on board. They were really excited. And of course, there is that French connection. So, right. you know, just being able to communicate and, you know, get our, our ideas across. Plus, Mizuguchi san had met with Daft Punk at the, what is it, um, Earth Day? Um, oh, events, right? Yeah, right? Yeah, so yeah. they met and they 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 knew Rez and they knew his game. So they were, oh, that's cool. yeah, they were really um, they're really very cool. Mm. So we 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 actually t- had discussions with um, Daft Punk's management and Daft Punk's management were actually really cool and they were they were uh, they were definitely interested, but um, they were working on the the Tron soundtrack for Disney and they were living in L.A. because they were working with orchestras and mm. doing the scoring for mm. all that. So. They didn't have time at the time. Mm. And at the the same time, they... Did they, you tweet a picture of that meeting before? Like, when, uh, you, which guys meeting? Were, uh, when you guys were meeting with the band? Oh, we didn't actually ever physically meet oh, Def okay. Punk. Yeah, so, right. no, unfortunately those not. Those were different robots yeah. those are, those at that are, meeting. <laughs> those were the other Milky robots. Tweet. Those are yeah. not the robots you were looking for. <laughs> yeah, so, um, but the, at the same time, we were in a catch-22 because Def Punk was interested, but they didn't want to use their pre-existing music. Ah. So I was like, okay, you, you don't want to use your pre-existing music. You want to do new stuff. That's cool, but you don't have time to do new stuff because you're working on the soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. so the timing just didn't work out, but there was goodwill from both sides. Right. Um, so at that point, but we were so energized about doing this. We had, I already had a backup design in case the Daft Punk thing didn't go through because there was always a huge chance of that. Sure. Mm. And um, one day when um, Miz and I were actually driving together to TGS, um, we were both um, talking about our ideas for, for Luminous. And then I took his idea and then I took my idea and I said, why don't we, why don't we make these things work together? And then really take people on a musical journey going from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. And the the concept transformed even further over time. But there, even though it was still viewed as a kind of a reboot with electro- a focus on electronic music, I actually wanted to use um, very, very unexpected music to hit emotional high points. I really wanted what I call say anything moments where right. there are moments in the gameplay where, where the, the movie say anything or the same, the movie say okay. anything <laughs> where, where like, um, you know, there would be kind of like a, a, a theme, a progression, not like a, a, a very literal story, but obviously a theme and a progression. Right. And 
kind of like surpri- an album surprising events used to be when they came on. <laughs> exactly. No. So uh, like, Wax. here's one example that's going to sound absolutely crazy. But there was a point in the game where you know you go from club music, club music down to slowly more down tempo, down to more ambient, and then a big thing happens in the game, and then we put on spoilers, su- super tramp. What? Yeah. Like. There are some, you know, like when you watch a what movie. What you say? Shoot me Wait, <laughs> no, 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 no. What, what song? Is it would have been Give a Little Bit. Oh, okay. So, like, you know, sometimes, like, when you see, like, a movie trailer and it's just, and then they hit you with some, like, really famous, well known, beautifully selected right, song and right. it just hits you like that. You know, that's the kind of thing we were going for. So we really wanted to take people by surprise. But then, you know, as we kept discussing it, we, we further refined the thing and we felt that we could still do that kind of thing with purely electronic music so there are those kind of moments in the game still yeah i mean i don't think they're as deeply affecting as if you're watching a movie and a character dies you know it's not going to be that kind of thing but block dies the block dies like (laughs) you only here comes sephiroth there is that drives uh drives a stake through the block's heart but no there i think um when you're playing you know because it's not just the a to B, 140 beats per minute right. playlist. I think you will definitely feel like you're taking it's kind a, of peaks a ride. And and yeah. stuff. So, so then, um, real quick on the music, and then we'll, to finish up, we'll talk about the music and we'll talk about the other things. But it is such a big part of the game. Like, do, how, what's the process? Like, uh, me, uh, Jimmy Milky, I'm going to write down like the 30 <laughs> songs that I would want to have the most in this game. And then we just start calling people. Or well, here's here's how how it went down, and this is probably the most one of the most challenging parts of the the game's development that we didn't actually have direct control over. Mm-hmm. Um, so here I was, Jimbo Milky, and <laughs> and I originally had a playlist that I was thinking like you know somewhere around like somewhere thirty to forty songs. And here's an interesting thing, uh, you know, Luminous One only had like a few like a handful of license tracks, tracks and then the, right. the rest of the stuff was either composed in-house or with um brainstorm mm-hmm. and for this one every like i originally had like this whole playlist i had multiple playlists of um kind of different emotional you know um textures for people who don't know pause your story for one second yeah. you're like one of probably like one of the top three people I know as far as being into music. Like, mm. you, you always have been since I've ever I've known you. I mean, obviously, you're DJing all the time. <clears throat> you DJ our party. But, like, yeah. your office always had fucking CDs right. stacked to the ceiling. You were always, like, <laughs> blasting music. And, and it's pretty famous for even people who didn't work at 1UP that, like, Milky, you used to lock yourself in your room and blare music and stuff like that. <laughs> we had office. to move him to the other side of the office <laughs> from EGM <laughs> because nobody could get any work done they when Milky the was, was around. They could feel there. the bass on yeah. the east side. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so, and you always, like, you know, game creators would come in. I mean, Mizuguchi came in. You're like, oh, yeah, I have, like, the single that came out in France um, that was, like, <laughs> o- only left-handed people who collected, like, 600 proof of purchases of breakfast cereal got it. Like, will you sign this or whatever? And they're like, what the fuck? I didn't even know that this existed or whatever. So, like, that part of it, you and this project, for people who don't know you, seems like a totally perfect melding and like so when you talk about music i just want people to know and have kind of the proper background yeah Yeah, that this is like it's not something i'm sure that you take lightly it's like well i made playlists or whatever it's not like me i'm like what's what is on my ipod today well you never know what's going to happen so i had to look at this as like my one opportunity in a game in the context of a game 
um, where I could basically do what I want. Right. You know, where I can pick all the music. Nobody's going to know better than me. And <laughs> How I, many CDs do you own? I don't even know if that's like countable. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> numbers I mean, don't go that high. <laughs> uh, CDs, thousands, you know, and of course, just now we barely ever buy CDs. Shit. Okay, just but the music collection is enormous. But okay, so you sorry, so you made your you made so your dream. I had kinda. I had like multiple playlists. It was the it was it was really dependent on what kind of vibe we were going for. So ultimately, we, we settled on kind of a direction. And I had about like a thirty to forty, um, you know, track selection. So what, what was you, the direction? If you had to say, like, just like one cent, like a, I wanted, dumbed to, down I wanted to take people version. on a on a historical overview of electronic music while introducing people to like electronic music. They probably you know because everybody's heard about the Tiestos, but you know how many people have heard of no anything box, right? So <laughs> people who are into electronic right. music, you don't know. I know who he is. Yes, it was famous. <laughs> but so you'll know like Faithless, Underworld, Chemical Brothers, but will you know anything yes. box or Scuzzy Nine or, you know, Bebel Gilberto or, you know, these more obscure eclectic acts? It didn't even sound like you were speaking English. I know. JJ's not sure where one word just ended and Yeah, did you know them? Yeah, you could say anything and we'd be like, oh, yeah, shit on my leg. Like, they're really great. Like, yeah, oh, really? Let me write this down. So I discovered a lot of challenges. One, Ubisoft's music licensing team, we were able to work with them. We didn't, at Cued, we didn't have to call up anybody. We had a team at Ubisoft that was handling this. Were they like, hey, we got we got the Black Eyed Peas right here? No, no, no. We were giving them a... to all that? Like Michael Jackson? There was no... If we wanted to license Michael Jackson for this game, we would have just had to do it purely from scratch. There was okay. no like built-in oh. favors like, oh, yeah, we're friends with the Jacksons. There was no pressure either. Was no, no, there, no, like, no. hey. They understood. <laughs> they, they, Let's y- get it started. Ubisoft's work, Ubisoft <laughs> works with us because they know what we do. So they wanted to leave us good. to do what okay. we do. That's awesome. That's so good. good for them. No, let's say I submitted a, a, a playlist of about 50 songs. All what right. Ubisoft's marketing team or licensing team said was, well, we need you to come up with a list of at least 250 songs because mm-hmm. a lot of these are not going to come through either because the artists don't license their music out or because they... Um, too expensive, maybe, or it might be too expensive. There is, so there is also Legal cost. reasons, whatever. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Okay, right. So some artists like that we wanted um, just don't. You know, I wanted to get some orchestral maneuvers in the dark, some Bjork, some uh, Bjork been some craft work, and you know, I'm still a little bit, I'm still a little bit bummed that we couldn't get craft work because they don't generally license their their songs out. But Wipeout has a craft yeah, yeah, work yeah. remix in there. But right. I think that's probably. I don't know, but I'm guessing just because the Wipeout team has been doing it so long, they probably have built and, some relationships. And I was gonna say they Euros. probably like um, ice fish together or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So what about what about bicycle, um, bicycle together? <laughs> so I'm sure, I'm sure people have asked, but like, what about um, you know? Well, people know Mondo Grasso, Shinichi Osawa. Like, was right. that ever in the in the you know running or? One of the things I wanted to do with um, with Mondo Grasso, you know, is it. On one level, I, I will say it's a little annoying that people keep asking us. But I'm not, I don't mean you. I mean like <laughs> not well, you, man. You're cool. Yeah, but Actually, those other assholes. Cool, but like everybody asks about is shining. Two questions: is shining in the game, and, and or is Genki Rockets in the game? What I'm about like, the platinum trophy I'm like, we thing just made we just annoying. made Genki Rockets the game. It's called Child yeah. of Eden, right? Right, and. and there is enough of that. And no, actually, Heavenly I'm, I'm, Star is in Luminous too, as well. So right. we didn't. 
But it's a natural question just because those actually, things, you're sick of it, I'm sure. I haven't sure seen anyone ask this question, so that's why I asked it. I'm actually surprised to hear that because all I, the interviews I've seen, nobody's yeah. asking him about it. And it's but, like, well, that's the first question any Luminous player is going to ask. So I guess I just haven't I don't, know, I don't actually know where another game series where, besides Dynasty Warriors, where they continually repurpose everything from previous games. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can name a few. But I don't want to do that. <laughs> I better not say more. But so anyway, like at least in terms of the, the the core game, we didn't want to have those elements in there because we really wanted this to. We didn't want there to be anything that anybody could point to besides just the fact that it's still luminous, and say that this is just repurposed stuff from from. Well, I wouldn't want game. you to use the same track, but I'm talking about other. I mean, he's got a lot of really. Well, good Well, I actually want. Here's the thing. I actually wanted to use Shining as um, what I wanted to do because we've developed this whole new three engine we've developed this whole new kind of like audio engine for the game and the whole presentation is completely light years beyond the previous um games what i wanted to do was actually take um shining and make that as a as a dlc where mm. the entire the original because let me back it up people are always asking why aren't we putting the original luminous on psn um, right and there are a lot of there are a lot of like tricky little reasons for it is but it's primarily licensing because yeah. back in those days when they they licensed the music for that game there was no such thing as downloadable right stuff yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so right. they didn't license those mm-hmm. factors in so in order for us to do it now we would have to completely relicense it and right. japanese music mm-hmm. the japanese music industry like jazz rack in particular yeah. is really tough and so it's not just a Oh, we can license the the song for ten thousand bucks, and that's it. Mm-hmm. You have to give them royalties on everything, yep. and it would be almost. It, we would probably lose money if we Heard ported a lot it to of people PSN. Complaining about them, so yeah, yeah, so, is a wonderful, wonderful. They're like the devil. Company. Yeah, they are. Like yeah, the devil. but they're not the only. Jazzrack is real fast. Just the Japanese, like. Audio, Audio, whatever. Nazis, we own everything. Okay, they're, yeah. they're like the, the music uh, association that right, the MPAA. Or they're the, very old okay. school, like R- a lot of a lot of like those kind of agencies. If you want to use our music, you can right. license it, but you will continue to pay a royalty on yeah. every thing Their deals sold. Yeah, Google so music you know, licensing here is totally different. I don't blame Ubisoft. I don't want to be writing checks for thirty eight cents to you know yeah, yeah, Jazz yeah. Rack. Yeah. in two thousand and nineteen. Real you know? quick side note. Um, it's coming out in Japan, Lumina's... Um, April 19th. Electronic Symphony, April 19th. Same soundtrack? Exact same game. Okay. Except cool. that the menu... is the instruction menus will use moon language. <laughs> they, right. they don't have like the additional Japanese bonus track? No. No. Oh. No. So um, you mentioned... Well, two things. So A, he's not in the game anywhere. He's not in the... But B, what about DLC? Is there a possible... Not, not him particularly. I just mean DLC, period. Okay, What's so the here, here, is the, here is the idea that... Um, Daft Punk DLC. Yeah, that would have been... All, th- there are so many ideas that could be so cool, like, you know, tr- even the Genki Rockets thing, again, that could come up. What we wanted to do, because people wanted the original PS, uh, PS and PSP game on PSN... Yeah, the original Luminous, but it really wasn't feasible. What I wanted to do was I wanted to create, recreate the f- opening track for Luminous One, Shining, sure, because that's really what people want, mm. and recreate that as a high res, completely three D kind of like you know remake of the original track, an HD remake, an HD remake, you know, edited so it sounds a little bit remixed. Um, all the graphics are completely now like up to speed with our, our new engine and stuff. But, Sounds um, great. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but it really depends on you know whether there's the demand for it. The game is actually built to support DLC. Mm-hmm. Um, there is no DLC planned. It really is going to come down to like, wow, this is a spectacular sales success, and then Ubisoft will probably say, hey, let's make some DLC for sure, this. Sure, sure, sure. It's a wait-and-see approach. Yeah, it's a little bit of a wait-and-see. Start, do a Kickstarter. Yeah. I heard that works. I heard that's the new thing. You know, like, <laughs> I'm, so ha- I'm so happy for Double Fine, but I can't wait till some completely tone-deaf publisher says, oh, well, like, forget us financing this game. Let's make the kids pay for it right. and then pay for it well, again. Dude, they almost do that now. They're like, well, if enough fans sign a petition, maybe we'll think about making Mega Man Legends 3. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's... What, cap- what company could you He's like, I know. I like how you're anonymous there right up until the end. <laughs> I'm going to go back to my yeah. wife, who's named... Ma, 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 ma. <laughs> right. um, but, um, I mean, I understand. Being on the developer side and working closely with our publishers, I, under- I really understand that, like, you know, it's, you know, people just want everybody to, to make the things they want and to make them cheaply and to sell them cheaply. But, you know, it's it really comes down to, can we make our money back if we do this? Right. So, mm-hmm. you know, already, you know, Luminous was not... You know, I'm not going to give exact budget numbers, but Luminous was not a, a, cool. a cheap just, game. Just write to it make. down; they can't see it. Okay, it's like this really? much money. Yeah, Whoa. because of the music license. It's a new platform. We had to, you know, that we had oh, to. Oh, this Luminous. Yeah, this. Oh, I think, oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about the original. No, th- this one. You know, it, it was. It's it. There's a lot that goes into it, and we at least the music musical element, like that we we spent. You know, over a quarter of a million dollars on the music alone. Right. And um, how many I mean, tracks I, in the end was it? There's, there's, in just the voyage mode. There's 43 different Ooh. skins. 33 wow. of those tracks are actually there's 34 licensed tracks in the game. 33 are in the voyage mode. And um, you know, we really went after the best artists we could. We got about 98 percent of the people we wanted. We found that that you know Bjork doesn't license their music out for games. It's cool, whatever. But we had it's plenty cool. of backups. It's not cool at all. Yeah, really. A bitch. You're right. It's not cool. So I'm gonna. I'll let you. I'll let her next what? time I talk to her. I'll let her know. What's Mark wrong with had games? A real, real beef with you. Oh, you can you can have your fucking wait. Did she license it to commercials? Yeah, I don't know. Probably if she movies. doesn't license you know, it to commercials, then okay. I respect. Know, I think about but it. if, I, I if she like singles I out, games. I haven't heard Bjork music in anything besides like. I've heard. Um, I think I've seen what's, it what's here the, on what's commercials. The, what's the, the robot? The, a boy, something like the white robots making out what? What? The Bjork clothes. Oh yeah, okay. You're talking about the particular song. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. The, her video. Uh, what is that? All, all is love or something? Oh like yeah. That? I forget what the, the various. Oh, no, no, uh, uh, what something, something as a boy. What's what's it? I have no We're idea. We're informed here. Venus, I don't know, something like that. <laughs> Are anyway. you talking about a particular Bjork video? No, I'm talking about a particular Bjork song. Um, uh, is it Venus as a boy? No. Bjork. Yeah, anyway, I've seen, I've seen her. I've seen, do that. I've, seen, <laughs> I've seen her music used in like movie trailers and stuff yeah. like that. That's, what, that's all I'm saying. It's like, that's not cool. Um, <laughs> well, you can't license what games or not. I, I think there's Some actually a game. little bit. You should send her a copy of Luminous. I think there's still a little bit of a stigma against video games because, you know, some some artists just don't like to license their music out. Either they think it's like, you know, just a pure backdrop kind of thing. Like, you know, in, in FIFA, you know, they've got all this kind of music or in skate, skating games, skateboarding games, you've got all this thrash metal, right. Limp biscuit kind of stuff in the background, but it's not <laughs> integral to the gameplay. What we're doing, we, we're trying to really create music that was as much responsible for the experience as the game itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so, um, but, you know, people, people 
some people don't discern that kind of thing either. They're older artists or they're sure. just not gamers or whatever. So that's cool. Whatever whatever their reasons are. It's not cool. Yeah. <laughs> you keep saying it's cool. It's not cool. I'm like, burning all my Bjork records. I'm not going to. It's not, not going to bother me, but I don't think that's cool. Now, uh, no longer am I going to uh, cry at the end of Stranger in the Dark or whatever. <laughs> You're going to cheer for it. You're going to be like, hang that bitch. <laughs> yeah. No, I, yeah, I like Bjork. I just, I'm just saying this. I mean, it's not like, you know, yeah, you, you got to do it right. You don't want to fucking, again, to hit Dragula. <laughs> right. You don't want to like have it in every fucking game where Ed, it becomes like a joke. Yeah, it is Venus as a boy. I had to look it up. Okay. We'll add yeah. Bjork to the list that includes uh, the Game Boy, the Frankenstick, the, the stand for Kid Icarus, and Bjork. These That's are the right. things that the A4 played. <laughs> no, but like, even, even um, one artist I thought would be really great to represent in the game was Yellow. They're the band that does the song "Oh Yeah," like from oh, right. Ferris Bueller. Yeah. Yeah. So you Man. see that you Holy see "Oh shit. Yeah" everywhere. You think like, oh, the, you know, they'll license it, but they don't. <laughs> really? they, don't they don't license their music out because because the singer is um, uh, Dieter Meyer. He's a he's uh, like a Swiss millionaire. Yeah, he don't need the money. He doesn't need my eight thousand bucks to like license this but, but song into the game. Song is in all kinds of crap. Already. I know that must be there. That must that must be the caveat. That must be the one thing. Like license, oh yeah, for whatever goofy shit you he need. He made but, his money, and now he's like, now no, he was rich precious. before he even started making like music. <laughs> really, he, he comes from like a wealthy Swiss family. Oh. I wonder wow. if he has like ties that say, oh yeah. <laughs> so the so the the, the whole no, music no thing was make, no one else can wear that tie. Only <laughs> yeah. him, right? Yeah. So so no the whole music the thing is just. Oh, probably yeah. a lark for him in the first place but right. um but you know like we got we got most of the music that we wanted and even the tracks that we didn't get we we had hundreds of songs that we were more than happy to put in there was no this wasn't like oh plan b it was just like a different song that would have been like our first choice if for a different concept but let's make it work here right so every time we had to replace a new song in uh, into the game we would rearrange the track listing because you know, suddenly replacing this song with another song might not have worked. We would have to rearrange the right. the track list. That's for us. Um, the track listing was really important because classic music albums like yeah, Pe- uh, Beach Boys, Pet Sounds, or Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. You start mix- you put that shit on shuffle, and you've just killed the album. Oh yeah, dude! Yeah. Like you know? that's that's how that shit used to work, and that's one of the things that got sad. And when iPods were taking off, that's one of the things that a lot of people. People kind of got over it now, and it, it is kind of sad in a way. And because, people buying singles. That's why yeah. you see on iTunes sometimes you can only get this song with the album or whatever. You know, right, they're, right. they're kind of like partially holding you hostage. If you want right. this song, you have to buy the whole album. But for real musicians, not right. like singles artists, but real musicians, they sequence their tracks mm-hmm. to tell a story. Yep. And that's what we're doing in Luminous Electronic Symphony. You, li- If you play through voyage mode, Voyage. We're taking we're voyage. <laughs> That's what the girl says when you turn on. She's like voyage. We're um you know we're we're really trying to take you on a journey. We're we're you know this goes back to when I was DJing in New York City. I would there are nights where I would DJ at a club from you know ten to four in the morning. You know from from the time I started to the time I finished was doom doom doom. Right, but when I'm Sounds playing, pretty a, awesome. when I, <laughs> that's all it was. Just yeah, you up there going no doom, visuals, doom, doom. no visuals. It wasn't even electronic. It was just you going doom doom How doom. Modern. Six hours. Yeah, Stop it's, breathing. it's controlled breathing, <laughs> circular breathing. Yeah. That's it. One, we have big breath before ten o'clock. <laughs> so then, but when I my favorite times to play was when I had my own bar in the East Village, and we we had you know it was a very loungy experience. So you know. How it, into it when you're like experienced? Are you like thinking when you would DJ and maybe for Luminous or whatever? Were you like, I am going to? Because I always wonder, like with DJs, how specific they get in their mind. Are they like, I'm imagining like 
an intergalactic bar that then gets attacked and destroyed, and then the survivors are going to get <laughs> no, back together no. and mount an attack back, at, and then at the end, two hours from now, they're going to destroy the people who did that, and then they have babies. And I'm not, I, I was, but you do not get into I'm that. Not at thinking, all? I'm not thinking like that. What I'm thinking is with with a loungy situation is like you have to really be reactive to the crowd. So mm-hmm. you know, when I start. It's eight o'clock in the evening, and there's only like you know five people in the bar, and they're spread out. Yeah, but you know, so you can't put on trance music at that point because <laughs> everybody's going to be like, "What the fuck is this place?" and leave, right? So you've got to keep it mellow. So I'll put on Thievery Corporation or Buscemi or something really down tempo and mellow, massive attack, right? right? But then more people start coming in, so I start bringing it up maybe to a hundred and twenty beats per minute house music tempo. That's fine, but the sounds are softer. It's more mellow, mm-hmm. you know, smoother sounds. But then once the place becomes so packed that you can't even see the windows, it's like, okay, now it's time to start dropping some oh, real yeah. drums in there, you know, and, and, and really work it. You have to just see what's happening with your crowd. Right. Right. Obviously, with Luminous Electronic Symphony, we're not going to be able to have that kind of social um, controlled experience. So we just have to do our best to take people on a journey, on a, on a musical journey that right. we think that they're going to get into. Mm-hmm. So there's no there's no like visual like I was I'm thinking. I'm not watching you like, through the Vita <laughs> camera. Really that, no, no. <laughs> there's no you don't you don't make a visual yourself though of like man this is gonna be like an African safari tonight. <laughs> you didn't like, make like a short movie uh, is, or anything like that. No, I think like when you go don't disappoint sh- me when you go, when you go record yes. shopping you're thinking like man I'm assuming that by ten o'clock at night we're gonna have a pretty rocking crowd so I'm I'm already imagining the kind of like um, musical tone i'm gonna go after tonight but no i'm not usually thinking about it's galaxy quest <laughs> it's more about <laughs> emotion and speed the, yeah the stuff and atmosphere and, because right. like the most important part whenever you whenever you're djing out you know in a club or something the most important thing is the ladies the ladies. you gotta keep them happy the unless you're at unless you're djing at a gay club right in which case <laughs> and it's different <laughs> it may be men <laughs> maybe but not yeah not, not necessarily Wait, but wait, why? Why? They're the most important because you need them to stay because for everyone else. Because you want the to girls stay. to stay. If the yeah. girls are having a, f- a great time. And everybody's having a great time. Then everybody's having yeah. a great time. If the guys only are having a great time yeah. and the girls are not into it. That's amazing. Like, that is true. Exactly though. right. This is yeah, like so women. This, this is, is wisdom. I'm, I'm, no, I'm no, this transferring is very interesting. wisdom through yeah. the airwaves. But not only like do women, are they getting into clubs right. sometimes They're free? Open, I'm considering you. I'm Yay. thinking about yeah. you when I'm playing. Not John. Not, just, not, not Mark, Mark. Yeah. Not, not Brendan, the not w- Justin. Women get in cheaper or free, uh-huh. right. and then once they're in there, they're getting a lot of times free or cheaper drinks. The DJ is playing music specifically for them. Yeah. Like it, It's amazing, but it's smart. As of course, DJ, that's what you should as do. As a DJ, if I'm going to have anybody walk up to the DJ booth and tell me that they're loving the music, I want it to be the girls, not of the course. I mean, I, I, appreciate, well. I appreciate the accolades from anywhere, but I don't, I don't care if John comes up to me at the club and say, dude, man, your set was totally Totally rocking, and I'm, I'm like, Is okay, that that's cool. That's cool. That's yeah, if cool, I walked John, into a club and I just saw like clones of Mark and John just like dancing, gotta remind me to do that. I would the next just party, turn. the next PGS <laughs> party. I'm gonna go up to Milky and tell him he's rocking. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. So I actually should get going soon. Oh right. I want to. I want to talk more. Um, I got. I got a request. Um, I'm gonna put you on the spot real quick. So hopefully you're feeling sharp right now. But Uh-oh. you know, I know you're a regular listener. Of course, you've heard every episode of our podcast. So yeah. You know well that we go into and out of breaks with music. Uh-huh. So we're going to go into this with a track from Luminous. We're going to go out from it with a track from Luminous. So what are the okay. two tracks that we're going to go in and out from? Uh, 
I'm sorry, can you re-explain that? <laughs> Pick us two tracks from Electronic Symphony that we're going to play before and after this segment. On the you podcast. mean like... Not like the whole thing. To we're start play the like, segment and we're then play to like 15 seconds. Out. Right. Yeah. Um, of each. I would say that the, the track leading out would be Cascades 4AM. Okay. Cascades 4AM. JJ's writing this down. We can listen on to my, this later. On JJ. my hand. <laughs> <laughs> and I really think that the, the opening track should probably be... Um, the opening track of the game, which is uh, "Future of the Future" by D- "Future of the Future" by Future Deep of Dish. the Future. <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay. All right, and it will be done. Okay. Cool. Awesome. So yeah, I actually want to talk more about. I'm actually really interested in your experiences in the Japanese gaming industry, yeah. and especially yeah. now. This is your first title as producer. Yeah, I was co-producer on Child of Eden. Okay, um, but. This project was done with a much smaller team, and uh, this this from the ground up, from the start, was uh, was really my baby. Yeah, yeah. I want I want to talk to you more about yeah a lot of stuff. I mean Vita and and, and choosing that as a Vita game and stuff like that. Definitely like your experiences in the Japanese industry. So you have to come back. Okay. Um, and actually, by the you have to come back. actually, it's also nice because by that time, Luminous will have come out. We mm-hmm. can talk about how everybody's receiving it. That people have questions and whatever. We can do that. So can exclusively announce the Shining uh, DLC. There you go. Daft Daft Punk because might be you, here. I don't you know. You did not come on the podcast to announce Luminous Three like you said you would. Oh, that's because he kind of did still bitter. I know. Were paying I'm just, attention. I'm, <laughs> that's true. Actually, no. But JJ was mentioning that when we said you were gonna when yeah. you were gonna come on. I was like you. Basically, did say that yeah. it was going to be yeah. a, a coming on this, podcast. but I wanted like, I, I wanted the words right. <laughs> say the words, um, but anyway, I uh, want to exclusively announce that we're going to be um, creating Luminous Three on this podcast. Whoa! There you whoa. go. There it is. <laughs> Finally got it. Is the podcast in Luminous or is Luminous in the podcast? I don't know. I, that's I, really I meta. About it too hard. Yeah. <laughs> so meta. But uh, anyway, so um, come back in the sometime before the summer. And uh, let's talk some more. Okay. But thanks tons for coming by, and uh, good luck with the game. Yes. All the success. You have two copies bought here already. JJ. I know. That was amazing. Right. I walk into the 8-4 studios, and they're like, can you go buy us a couple copies of Luminous? <laughs> <laughs> like, awesome. Because, I mean, we thought you might come in with, you know, bearing bag. Yes. Yeah. Like, people listen to this. They might probably like, man, this guy must be getting a shitload of free, like, Luminous shit or whatever. You like, no, man, we paid cash money. Cash money. That's right. We had the producer pick no us up is that like Best Buy or something? That's right. right. Yeah, just one thing. Don't buy at a GameStop. All right. Do the do the Best Buy. I'm just kidding. Do the right That's thing. Yeah. We had a GameStop guy call and he was very upset. I, if it makes you feel any better, I don't even have my own copy yet. It doesn't really? make yeah, me feel that's, better. That's, that's fucked up, man. It doesn't yeah. make me feel better. I think at all. it's just because we're actually in Japan. Yeah, that's kind of how it works here, which is kind of leading into what I want to talk to you more about, which is about working at a Japanese Definitely. Oh, yeah. company in, in development in general and that side of it as a press guy has gone over. So come back soon. Let's talk more about it. But thanks again for coming by. Right uh, all the best. Thank you. We're back, and uh, before we wrap up, um, we were just talking. Um, we didn't really talk about the games, 
we played this uh, last couple of weeks. We've been pretty busy getting ready for GDC. But mm. um, speaking of the Vita um, and Luminous is the other game that we've been really excited about is um, Gravity Days or, or yes. Gravity Rush. Yeah. Gravity Rush. As it's noon in the States. Um, that's coming out. Do we know when it's coming out in America? May, I think. May or June or something. They're Summer. like spacing out their releases, which is unfortunate. But, but yeah. it's out here in Japan. And uh, John, you and Hiroko both um, had a chance to play it. So what are your guys' uh, impressions now with the final, the final game? Um, well, I played a lot of it. I played like, you know... People should bear in mind we right. we, we already said that mentioned we've, that yeah, yeah we worked we on it worked on um, it so I've already seen the whole game a long time ago but not extensively is, but we chipped in on it right. yeah we basically sort of edited it more or less so Perfect. yeah but um uh, I played about three quarters of the way through it like the a couple days last week and um how long what's your clock at just I I don't know it's probably like seven or eight hours I think it's okay. not like a super long game but there's a lot there's a lot to do if you want to get all the trophies um but like a ten hour. Yeah, 10, 12 hours, something That's like pretty, that. For a handheld game, um, pretty good. Yeah, but the, the the thing that I realized that I didn't realize when we were working on it, probably because when we were working on it, we're sort of just cheating and going through the whole thing to see what we need to see to fix up the text. But like playing it, it reminds me a little bit of cr- the feelings I had playing Crackdown, which was like the sort of just like exploring a giant city, like a really big kind of tall, expansive city and being able to just sort of fl- like fly around it like a badass, like basically, because you basically more or less are flying. And the mm-hmm. more you get into the game, the more you power up your character, you can just like be like bouncing off walls and you're looking for gems all around the city. And like it just felt good, it had that feeling of that crackdown had where I felt like it's fun just, just traversing to the world is, yeah. the, is the entertainment. Yeah. Um, I really like it. I think the combat is a little limited because all you're ever doing in the game is sort of the similar similar kinds of combat, which is basically kicking mm. or like doing the gravity kicks where, where you're like sort of flying through the air at enemies. Right. That's all it is. There's, it, I mean, you get these special moves that you can do that help you because the enemies get harder later, but there's never really like variety of attacks and stuff. And so that's like the one area of the game where it, I think it would have been nice if there was more to do. Mm-hmm. But um, but it, it's just so fun that you don't really mind. Like, it just feels good. Like, it's like when you lock onto an enemy or you're, or you're like, you know, you you hold your Vita in the direction of the enemy and then you do that kick, it sort of assists you. Like, it doesn't right. you don't have to be perfect. It'll like, if you're close enough, it sort of brings you to the enemy. And it feels so good to hit an enemy from far away and just like break the orb or whatever. Can you just like be on one side of the city and just like fucking do kick in his face well you can i mean <laughs> out in the stratosphere there's a limit to how far the kicks go so no but oh, the kicks okay. will run out after a point after a certain distance but do you move your vita when you play or do you use the right both stick? yeah both? i mostly use the stick because when it gets intense and there's a lot of stuff going on uh-huh. just moving the vita is not enough or you're going to be like spinning around like in real in the real world which is Mm-mm. like you know what about you? So, well, um, I'm experimenting both. I've only played for like an hour or two, but so I can't really talk about the game mechanics or anything, but I really, really like how it looks. Like, mm. yeah, it's yeah. a beautiful game. And the comic style. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how when you til- tilt your Vita, like you can s- the comic moves in like yes. in 3D. So oh, that- I never noticed that. It's awesome. Yeah, really? It's really, really nice. Really cool. So this is the cuts, the cut scenes, basically most or all of the dialogue. Not, no, like only the main, the major cut the scenes, cut scenes. Like at the start and end of every chapter are in yeah. like comic book frame yeah. type things. Uh-huh. So, right. Okay. And it has Japanese, but also it has this other, like unknown, language mm. right and yeah that that gives a good atmosphere to the game it sounds too. kind of french the toyama-san the director said they sort of based it on french it's not actually the world french. seems like a little yes. bit of paris mixed into it kind right of. it's got that retro futuristic um, at the same time uh-huh. steampunk sort of yeah look to it right 
But yeah, the art direction, I mean, that was one of the big things I noticed from the mm. demo that I that I really loved about it too. Mm. I mean, character design, character design, art the direction, are great. The main character, yeah. she's awesome. Yeah. Like, she looks so good. Like, and I, I mean, like it's just like the way they designed her and everything, and and not just in the game, but in those comics too. Like, yeah, it's hard to explain, but what she's talking about is actually really cool. Like when you turn the comic and you can kind of look at it almost like in three D, sort of like you're looking right. at it from the side and the 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 elements in the comic move as well. So it's not like they're all on the same plane. So like, it's almost like parallax in the comic and then you're moving right. around. Right. It's really I must cool. look like a weirdo playing it because <laughs> I'm just like tilting my Vita all the time. But you know, it's, it's really like, it's really good to your eyes. Like you could enjoy just watching the game. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Do you decide if you're going to buy a Vita in America? Uh, or yeah, for GDC? You know, I, after playing this and then, you know, I love Luminous, so, mm. you know, I want to play Luminous as well. So I am thinking of maybe getting a Vita in the U.S. for like two months. Or maybe yeah. I, should, I should just junk in with Shivan. Shivam? Shivam. That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe just yeah. Yeah. lose Shivam's uh-huh. Vita on the way to GDC. <laughs> I have Air given quotes. you the tools to succeed. I know you can do it. <laughs> Learn from the right. master. Yeah. Go the on the master. mountaintop with JJ, right. and he yeah. will teach you the okay, psychology. Okay, we're going to the mountaintops. Yeah, <laughs> all right. Um, Mount Fuji, here rock, we paper, scissors, mountain. <laughs> That's right. right. Um, so yeah, we mentioned GDC. We're going to be going there. Um, with any luck, I, I say I would like to record some stuff at GDC. So if you see us at the show, um, tap me on the shoulder. Maybe we can record something. I would love to, one of these shows, we talked about doing it for E3 before, recording a lot of different things. Because we're going to be meeting with a lot of cool, fun, interesting people yeah. while we're there. Um, I can't 100% promise that, but um, I'm going to try to. So, But definitely say uh, hello to us if you listen and you see us there. Um, or you can say hello to us on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I'm um, at MarkMacD. Uh, S-P-R-S-K. Hiroko84. I'm John TV. Or you can tell us what you think on, let's see, NeoGAF. There's usually a thread mm-hmm. uh, on iTunes. We always really appreciate feedback there. We got a, a Facebook page um, mm-hmm. for uh, 8.4. Of course, oneup.com, um, our home. Um, there's boards there. Uh, <laughs> and 8-4.jp. What are you laughing at? <laughs> like there, there's one up, uh, there's boards there, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody must go there. Yeah. Um, and uh, everybody, everybody, it's not it's not the hotbed of activity yeah. that 8-4.jp is. It's true. That place is fucking <laughs> bustling 24 hours a day. I know. Yes. Right? They cannot bustling. stop talking about So many comments. All, all these comments. I'm telling you. So wait, so you guys are going to be gone soon, huh? You're, are you? When yes. the next, we're leaving next week. That's right. I guess the next show is going to be a, a, non, a non-Mark show. It Uh-oh. is going to be. So, really? Non-Hiroko, too. That's, yeah, well, I, I said non-Mark, but I was thinking it's too bad for you because everybody says you talk so much when Mark's not on the show. So yeah. you had right. an opportunity there. I think I talked a lot today. You did. You did. You did. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm proud of you. And I'm proud of myself <laughs> well. for, 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 for making you. Talk. Yeah. Right. Um, but let's see. Two weeks. Will you not? You won't be back. Hiroko. You will be gone as well. Weeks. So yeah. we'll call yep. in some scabs and uh, play some games. There's a lot of games I want to play. I want to play Asher's Wrath. Yeah, why don't you guys play, play some games for once? Binary Domain. I play games. You are the one who doesn't <laughs> play, play some the games. Fucking games, man. <laughs> We're going to play a bunch of games for and talk once. about them in a couple of weeks. And maybe we'll find a guest or two. To we'll join have a special us. iOS. I want to hear about Armored Core. No, I'm I not want to hear that. about Forget Armor Esh- Esher's Wrath. I'll play that. Yeah. I want to hear about Binary, Binary Domain. Domain. Play yeah. that. I played the demo. Just got a copy of Rhythm Heaven from Nintendo. So I want to hear play about that. that. Mm-hmm. I want to hear about Never Dead. 
I want to hear about. Never did. I'm not playing either. What? what? I got, dude. I only got so many games. I got time. I want to hear game. about Game Gear titles on the Virtual Console. I wanna... <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Do we have a copy of Never Dead in the Office? We do. We do. Yeah, we can do. I borrow it over the weekend? Yes. Okay. Yes, you could play it. Because yep. I'm gonna have the house to myself on Sunday, and I want to play games. Well, there you go. Very we nice. won't get into exactly why you're gonna have the house to yourself on Sunday. Oh, what's that? Oh, well, yeah. 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 <laughs> I really want to play what Binary else Domain. You're gonna do in the house when you're alone on Sunday, <laughs> or order pizza. Oh. <laughs> there you said it yeah um all right well then everything has been said that needs to be said i think so um we will be back in a couple weeks thanks uh, as always listening please give us feedback we do appreciate it uh twitter is a really good way so is the website all the other places that uh that i just mentioned um correct us on all the shit that we probably said wrong which <laughs> we tend to do yeah um and uh, watch for our Kickstarter because uh, we could really use a hundred grand or so <laughs> to do this podcast. This is very expensive. What we do, yeah, yeah. yeah. Folks. so expensive. Um, you know how much this water costs? We've been doing it wrong. That's what uh, we, we could get. We could get a Kickstarter for to get another mic. That's, uh, there you, there go. you go. Shit. And these I mics were mic. like forty thousand dollars each, right? Yeah, so, we yeah. could even yeah. have people Skype in if we could only <gasps> afford the technology. Yeah, if only we had a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, we could make a podcast about <laughs> right. it. So, um, uh, anyway, seriously, we'll, we'll start a Kickstarter later. Yeah. Um, until then, though, thank you for listening. We very much appreciate your time. Um, and who wants to take us out? Go. Uh, any ideas what for anyone? What was the thing that uh, Milky kept saying during the podcast? Voyage? Take it away, Coolio. <laughs> slide, slide. No, no, no. <laughs> That's when the actual music will oh. come in. Okay. Maybe eat some steak with my beans and rice up Place where my kids can play outside Without living in fear of a drive-by And even if I get away from them drive-by suckers I still gotta worry about them Hello Welcome to the laboratory of Jean-Paul Gasset We've been talking a lot about how you see yourself and how other people see you. Now let me ask you this. Have you ever seen yourself on TV or on video? Yes, I have. So I guess you know then that the rumor about the camera adding 10 pounds isn't true. It adds at least 20. And a couple of unsightly fins. It can be weird seeing yourself on video. Were you surprised by the way you looked? No, not really. Well then, I guess you are just very comfortable with seeing your naked body in all those positions. Oh, wait, maybe you haven't seen that video yet. <laughs>